Hey, did that work? Yep. Okay, that's good for me. Let's try. Let's try this. Uh, why did we even say what could possibly go wrong? There. Okay, no, that's still not detecting anything. Great. Cool. Awesome. Vi I have audio. It's not detecting us, though. There, now it's detecting you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a totally professional stream run by professional streamers that some of you subscribe to and give me money for monthly. So hello, everybody, and welcome to today's newest indoor adventure in Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, part 13, The Cauldron Caper. Today is March 21st, 2021, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So, if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us in that Patreon. You can also find links to our Discord either down below in the description of this video or to the chat off to the side. Uh, but that is it for that part of the spiel because if you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on Twitch and you're trying to find another place to go help support the show, guess what? You can go to Indoor Adventure, no S at the end, .redbubble.com. We got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, clocks, aprons, and we also have face masks like this one. That's right. We have face masks, also known as Tia masks, that are for each of the five glorious chromatic colors of our own dragon goddess, created by our very own Cyberwolf1201. So if you would like, and all the proceeds of those masks go to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you want to help support a good cause or help support the show, you can once again go to Indoor Adventure, no S at the end, dot redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. So hey, Satan, who are you playing today? Hi everyone, my name's Satan. I had to unmute myself. Uh, and today I'll be playing Kuori, the Goliath fighter, and we both uh, used she, they. Oh, hi everyone. It's me, Liz Mac, and today I will be playing Lydia, our rock gnome cleric, and we both use she, her pronouns. Oh, it's me. <laughs> Hi, I'm professional also. Um, I am playing Lucas, the Rock Gnome Ranger, and I we both use he, him. <laughs> and I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be playing as Hart, the Wood Elf Druid. We both use he, him. And I am Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm the DM for tonight. I use she, her. Let's get right into it. We bow to she who wears the crown. Let the world shiver with dread. Clad in winter's whitest gown, her snow enshrouds the dead. Celebrations go long into the night. Uh, the newly acquired cauldron of plenty is filled with water and it immediately begins to bubble and boil. And uh, the, a delicious smelling stew is magically procured from this enormous cauldron. Uh, people from the town line up and bowls are spooned forth and uh, anyone who's hungry 
is able to partake of the cauldron. Uh, the speaker, Danith Whalen, uh, takes you all aside and says, uh, tomorrow I would like to meet with you and see about purchasing this cauldron from you. Uh, I know that you may want to just give it to me, but that's that's not the way we do things around here. We make sure that our adventurers are well taken care of and well paid. So come back around tomorrow. We'll, we'll discuss... Uh, what exactly we owe you. Uh, but for now, go and celebrate. You've earned it. All right, thank you. We Thanks. will see you again tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Have a nice day. Uh, as I said, celebrations go late into the night. Um, and we will take a moment to sort of cut away from that. And uh, <clears throat> much later, uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say much later because it's early morning. So a little bit later, uh, we see the speaker and Captain Imdra uh, having a discussion and essentially coming to the conclusion that if people are going to commit murders under the assumption that the lottery is rigged, um, then they're going to start making decisions for the lottery openly. And we will make an example. Uh, the speaker. Does I are we still talking to the speaker? Uh, no. This okay. is, this would be later. Okay, I'll talk to the speaker later. <laughs> You've got something <laughs> to say like, about that. I, uh, <laughs> okay. I see how that opinions. is. Um, so it's like uh, there's there's a scene in the back room with the two of them speaking. It's like we will make an example, and then uh, smash cut to uh, an icy tundra. Snow is blowing across, um, and we see uh, a few dogs uh, pulling a sled uh, go cresting over uh, a hill. Um, and the, there's a, a full-on blizzard going on. It's the dark of night. The only light comes from the rhyme that uh, is the uh, aurora borealis that goes across the sky, just uh, coloring uh, with a, a, a grim brightness. Uh, a figure is lifted off of the sled and kind of pushed off into the snow. Um, and the people who are uh, running the dogs, uh, turn them around and mush them back towards town. Uh, and this figure that's standing in the snow, uh, wearing no cold weather clothing, uh, kind of puts a hand, put their puts their hands up around their arms uh, and shivers a bit. Uh, but they have a grim look on their face as a white dragonborn lady uh, goes off into the tundra to meet her fate. And then morning comes. I want to uh, talk to her. <laughs> um, do we have a restful night or? You, you do. No hauntings, no dreams. 
For once, you have a restful night. I am suspicious. I don't trust that. <laughs> I know, me either. I'm Some sure it's fine. Sometimes conflict isn't internal. Sometimes mm. the world around you is wrong. Why would you say these things? <laughs> Sometimes it's both. Fucking Most of the time it's sus. Both. I saw and the confirmed. DM near vents. I'm sus. Um, <laughs> so I, I think uh, Hart wakes up before all of you because he only needs to meditate for four hours. Uh, he's probably talking to the friends in the walls. Like if there are any mice or small animals or anything like that around, just being like, hey, how's it going? Like, it's normal for him. Sure. You would um, also have Snowball. Yeah. That would be one thing. Um, I pr I'll jump back a little bit. Um, when Hart was on his way back to bed, uh, you know, heading back to the tavern, not tavern, inn. I always get tavern and inn mixed up. Um, heading back to the inn uh, in the darkness, uh, Hart would see a familiar shape, uh, like a shadow, just kind of snake across the sky, uh, like a streamer. Um, and he will realize that actually was a snake. Oh, shit, right. And then cut back to the to morning yeah I'm, I'm he probably would have been talking to the friends in the walls like have you seen any snakes with wings around here they haven't okay not not in the end they are they are they they're much happier there's no snakes here at all it's too cold for snakes and then the heart's like that's what i was thinking um <laughs> And then, yeah, he's gonna get, like, just enjoy his morning. Just, like, wait for the others to wake up. Sure thing. Uh, you can look out the window and see that Danica is busy kind of breaking the earth for what appears to be a garden uh, that she's trying to start out. Um, just has cleared a bunch of snow and is like digging into some icy ground. Uh, and meanwhile, that Chewinga that used to be your buddy is uh, kind of dancing around her and helping her to kind of warm up the ground and thaw it so that she can get some winter produce going. Um, if my friends are going to take a while to actually wake up, I'll help Danica out. I have spells that'll make this a lot easier for her. All right. Like conjure bonfire. Just melt some snow. Oh, hell yeah. She's totally into that. And then you can take some of that. You could even, like, reserve some of that melted snow and use it to water the plants yeah. once, they're, once they're planted. I also have druid craft, so as long as she has seeds, like, I can I can start them on the good path to a, to a decent grow. All right. Uh, Danica's very grateful for this help. Um... She, she mentions that uh, she would normally have more people to help her out with this kind of stuff, but the Emerald Enclave isn't putting a lot of resources into helping out Icewind Dale. Um, but having the Chewinga on her side is going to be leaps and bounds. Uh, she, she plans on going to each one of the 10 towns and establishing a garden there and basically teaching people to make friends with the Chewinga and if they can do that, then they will find a way to 
have produce, at least in the towns. Yeah, Hart is all on board with this. Yeah, it's it's basically Stardew Valley up in here. It's like make friends with the sprites. Yeah. Um, as uh, Corey wakes up, they're going to kind of pull out that spell book again. Yes. Um, would I be able to make another check to see what I could do to kind of like uncover its secrets? <laughs> hmm. Um, go ahead and, well, oh my goodness. I made a note for this and Ooh. it went away immediately. I deleted it or something. No, it's right here. Ha ha, I still have it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Okay, funny story. Uh -huh. um, give, go ahead and give me an Arcana check and then I'll okay. tell you what you find. Uh, let me open up my uh, character sheet because I'm super prepared. Uh, I'm going to use my blue icy dice for this. Oof, okay, that's good. Uh, Non-natural 20. I love it. Okay. First thing you notice when you open up this book is that all of a sudden all of the words are legible. It's it's no longer like this garbled. Uh, what did, what did I say it was before? It it, it it was disguised as something else. Yeah, yeah, like a journal or like a cookbook or something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, it is it is now in plain speech. Um, this is this is one hundred percent a spell book. Um, and like it has the it has the name of the wizard in the front of it, which is Dizon, D Z two A's and an N. Nobody spells like that. Why did I spell it like that? Um, <laughs> D Z A A N. Um, and flipping through it, you can tell that he was a high level spellcaster. Um, there's things like magic missile here, uh, knock, hallucinatory terrain, uh, silent image, phantasmal killer, seeming, sending, slow. Like this thing is chock full of spells and I'll send you the full list. Oh, thank you. Um, the arcana check is to discover why suddenly this is all legible. Um, it's because he cast illusory script on it and then it wore off after a certain amount of time mm -hmm. after he died he, he basically hasn't been around to re-up that spell and so it has because he died on because he's because uh, he's dead uh okay hold on i just gotta find you yeah to make a mental know of maybe taking a wizard initi initiate <laughs> it's pronounced sateen Sorry, it, it, OneNote does this thing where if you copy text from it, it's all like, you wanted that to be an image, right? You, di you didn't want to be able to copy and paste that elsewhere? I can fix this. I usually just copy it into a, into a text file and then recopy same. it. In. Same, same. All right, there you go. Um, okay, thank you. Uh, okay, so as she kind of reads through it, she, um. They actually have a smile on their face. It's probably the first time they smiled in a while. Um, but uh, they'll put away the book and kind of gently wake up her two known friends in Snowball. Uh, that's another thing is that I'm pretty sure Eldritch Knights can't 
learn spells the way that wizards do. If you're not interested in taking any of the resources that allows you to learn these spells, I'm 100% willing to do a homebrew rule where basically you can cast each one of these spells once, like as a scroll. Like basically you rip out the page from the book and then cast it and it's gone forever. Okay. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's such a Kawari thing to do. It's so destructive, but also like very um, in ingenuitive and, and mm -hmm. resourceful. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she'll kind of gently... It's, I feel like the gnomes are as big as her hands, so she kind of like puts a hand on each and kind of just shakes them. <laughs> oh, good morning, Corey. <laughs> it's already close to midday. It's so early. I guess this isn't early. I just, wait, it's morning already? I. Oh, it's close to the afternoon. I haven't slept this long in a long time. Yeah, I was reading and you guys did not wake up, so I, I figured you wanted to sleep. Sleeping is nice. I, I like sleep. You both deserve it. Um, well, um, do you have any plans for the day? I think that we have to go back and speak to the uh, speaker. To the speaker. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think that we kind of need to figure out what our our next step is. I want to talk to Danica. What I? I might go and uh, speak to someone today. But I will... Uh... Um, accompany should you need me for anything. <clears throat> do we know where Hart is? Did he get lost again? He seems to do that a lot. He does do that a lot. Uh, give me a second. She'll kind of like look out the room. If she doesn't see him, she'll kind of step out and just say, Hart! <laughs> in like the loudest voice they can. Yeah. If you step out into the common room of the inn, uh the there's like very large windows here uh so you can look out and see hearts antlers just kind of like bouncing by uh and uh danica is also out there with some gardening tools and the chewinga he's with danica outside perfect okay um <clears throat> lucas you said you wanted to talk to danica why don't we head there and then collect heart and go to the speaker and then team meeting over dinner. Can we get food first? Lunch? <laughs> yeah, right. Eating is something that we have to do. Yeah, we can. Do you, do you not have to eat? Is that the. Uh, no, I'm just. My appetite, it's not really been the same. Well, I'm sure there'll be stew on the menu today. Yeah. All right, come on. Let's go eat the two of you. Please don't eat us. 
<laughs> Lucas just busted laughing. <laughs> I've gotten very mixed reactions to. Some say please do, others say please don't. I, uh... That's fair. That's very yeah. valid. Fair valid. All right, uh, let's go get some food. Let's not stew on this conversation any longer. Let's uh, let's simmer down the uh, the 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 your the nasty thoughts, guys. I was just talking about you know. Y'all are anyway, too food. Much. Yes. Disappointed, red. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, we will go and obtain some stew or something in the common area. Um, sit down and eat. All right. Uh, you are able to eat in the common area. I know that Kaori uh, wanted to go and speak with somebody. Uh, Lucas wants to speak with Danica. Um, so I think Danica and Hart would eventually come in from working the garden. Um, and like they're, they're hungry and ready to have a, a delicious meal after spending so much time out and about. I already uh, ate a berry. I'm feeling full for the day. <laughs> Fair enough. Hart knows how to get by on very little um which is to say one good berry um <clears throat> so lucas wants to speak with danica uh and kuori wanted to go and speak with somebody else uh i suppose we should start with lucas then uh danica comes in gets herself a bowl of stew kind of sits up at the table with everybody else and uh is speaking very passionately about uh the work she's doing here uh and how things are looking up since she made friends with her first chewinga and She's looking forward to going out and trying to find more. I think as, as she's talking about this, Lucas just gets more excited and more excited the whole time she's talking. He said, Danica, you're you're part of the, the Emerald Enclave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Corey said that I'm not allowed to adventure by myself. I should I should find people to adventure with. Um, would you would you take another? As in, like, you want to join the Emerald Enclave? Mm-hmm. Well, sure. I mean, like, I it's, it's probably going to take a long time for all the paperwork to process, but, you know, I'll, I'll send a bird back home and they'll, they'll, they'll get the message. Awesome. I have to deal with some things here just to finish up with, with my friends, but then, then I want to go help the ice cream do. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, there's only so much that we can do here. Like, the Emerald Enclave won't interfere because basically the entire reason that all of this is happening is because, you know, Oral has taken residence here and she's really upset with the natural plane for whatever reason. And that's just not really our place. We don't really fight gods. Well, has anyone tried talking to her? (laughs) You ever tried talking to a blizzard? It's about the yeah. same. Yes. And how much did that help you? My face got You'd cold. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is, Icewind Dale is two small potatoes for Emerald Enclave to risk talking down or fighting down a god. So mm-hmm. this is the best that we can do for now. 
that's fair. As long as at least as long as we can help at least one person, then we're doing good. Exactly. I'm looking forward to putting gardens all over ten towns, and then everybody who needs to eat can eat. All we gotta do is just make a whole lot more friends. And she kind of like pokes at the uh, chewinga on her shoulder. I'm pretty good at making friends, and then I'll just give uh, Snowball some scratches. Aw, hell yeah. Lydia's just like off at another table, like quietly stirring her stew, and she's definitely listening, but doesn't want Lucas to know that she's listening, and she just has like a really soft smile on her face, and her eyes are a little dewy. Are you are you crying, Lydia? No, it's just I know how much that I've changed from adventuring, and I see how much Lucas has come into his own, and it's really nice to see, even if it means that we have to part ways soon. It's really nice to see. At least you'll know that he's not alone. That's true. And he'll have others to keep him safe, and he will keep the others safe. They better keep him safe. She'll, like, crack her knuckles. (laughs) I guess the double ganger did get some things right. Okay. Well... You know that I'm the only person who's allowed to bug my brother. Oh, yeah. I mean, I throw him around sometimes, but, uh, you know. You're pretty much family. You can. Now, at least. By all means. He could use it. I can't really throw him around, but. Well, you guys, you all wait just like a, it's like a, like grapes, like picking up a bunch of grapes. (laughs) Well. We, we, we are very similar to grapes. If you squish us, we do let out a little wine. Do you want me to test that out right now? No, I'll stop making jokes. I'm sorry, Corey. I was trying to lighten the mood a little. <laughs> She'll laugh and then just kind of uh, pat your shoulder. It's probably a little too hard because she's like, oh, God. I'm so, oh, sorry. Oh. One finger. Pat. <laughs> return to mindlessly stirring her spoon in her stew bowl and listening to the conversation that's going on. Hart's going to sit next to these two, big smile on his face with a cup of hot cocoa, and just, have either of you heard about what Danica's doing? There are these things that are called gardens that she's wanting to start in each of the towns. It's like where you dig out like squares of snow and then you just start putting plants in it and eventually the plants start growing. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a very big undertaking, but necessary. Danica and I talked about it quite a bit when we were traveling up here. She cares about this place a lot. And it shows. Well, she should. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice place up here. Even with all the cold, it's still beautiful. That's true. It's just, I know it's really hard sometimes because when you feel like you're doing so much to help and other people are just trying to help themselves, it can be very disheartening. And I'm 
very happy to see that Danica hasn't hasn't lost that spirit. Well, what do you do in a situation that's like that? You suffer. Well, I don't. I don't think that's the case, but you just have to remind yourself why you're really doing something. You're trying to make the world better. You're trying to make someone's life better. Yeah, you might be doing more work than you intended. You might be feeling like it's kind of pointless. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to leave this icy place a little bit better than you found it. I think that's pretty good, even if other people don't see it. Hart was not expecting such a profound answer, but he's definitely like, the words are seeking, are sinking in. It's not like he's just like a blank stare back. Uh-huh. No, like he's, like, sips his cocoa. He's genuinely interested in what Lydia has to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all, get all deep. It's just life, especially out here, is short and harsh and cold. Just gotta find the time for the warmth when you can. Just like that. And she'll point over to Lucas and Danica who are happily talking. Just like that. Back to stirring her soup and taking a small bite. And Hart leans in just, if you don't wanna eat the soup, I have berries. Thank you. It's actually pretty good. Um, I know that it's not your thing because there's meat in it or fish, but hmm. it is quite good. Very warming. Um, Hart's just enjoying his cup of cocoa. All right. Uh, I believe Corey wanted to go and find somebody. Uh, yes. Uh, as they're having this conversation, she'll listen quietly. Uh, the whole suffer comment, I thought I was muted, so I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she will um, listen quietly, and as they're having a conversation, she'll let um, she'll let them know that she'll be back. Um, she's just gonna go and try and find someone to talk to before they speak to the speaker. Um, I'm just going to go out. Um, if they head over to the wet trout, is it open or is it still closed? Uh, the wet trout is closed, but it's not guarded. It's just the door is locked and like every now and then you'll see somebody walk up to it and kind of like look in the windows, be confused as to why the uh, why it's not open and then like move on. Thank you for following Ada Otis. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> oh no, I didn't bring my water bottle. Shame <laughs> on me. Bing. Um, so we don't know that the dragonborn was cast out to die. Uh, not necessarily, no. Mm. 
Okay. Is <sighs> is there another tavern in town? Or was this the only one? There are other taverns, but this was the most popular one. Mm -hmm. uh, give me, I, I think you can give me an insight check to like gain a little bit of perspective on this. Because you've lived in Icewind Dale before. You know about the sacrifices mm -hmm. and you know about the time that it should happen. Uh, 15. 15. All right. Yeah. No, you're, you're well aware that this is about the time that sacrifices should happen. And typically they don't make a huge deal out of them. It, they, they go out before the sun rises, before anybody's awake. They don't like make any like pomp and circumstance about it. It's not something they're proud of. It's something that they have to do. And so they just do it while everyone's still asleep and then it's out of the way. And then somebody's just gone the next morning. Hmm. Is this this um this she's got okay, they're going to walk around the tavern and see if there is a a back door. Okay. Yeah, there's for sure a back door. Okay. It's also locked. But there's less people here. Less likely to be witnessed. Uh, they're just gonna I don't listen they don't have thieves tools and they don't uh they're not that dexterous so they're just you know that thing where you try to open uh, a door and then instead of like you just break the lock yeah essentially yeah, yeah. but I imagine you're trying to be like discreet yeah. about it yeah she kind of like goes to open the door naturally and just kind of like forces it much more than usual Give me a stealth check. I don't doubt that you could open this door. It's about whether or not you can do it quietly. Ooh, my icy dice is rolling real well for me. Um, oh wait, that, oh God, stealth is a disadvantage. Okay, oh, okay, <laughs> still not bad. Uh, 15. Nice. First one rolled the natural 18, unfortunately. <laughs> so I, I imagine that you can actually, uh, you can actually time it with like a sound happening on mm -hmm. the street. Uh, like somebody is shoveling snow and that can mm -hmm. be very loud if there's a lot of ice. So mm -hmm. like somebody's going and then and so like as soon as the shovel hits the snow, you're just like mm -hmm. and then like you're, you hold it so that it like, you know, doesn't like crash down or anything. And then you just kind of slowly open it and you're able to slip in. Yeah. Um, they're going to keep away from the windows as there's people looking in. But is there some sort of back office to this place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, they're going to try and find it. Um, yeah, they're going to try and find it and uh, kind of like see if there's anybody else in here or anybody's recently been in here. Mm -hmm. um, you do find that uh, shrine to Oral in the back again. Mm -hmm. Uh, this time it's empty. Uh, the snow it, that was in it before has melted. Uh, and so there's just kind of some pink discolored water. They're going to take that silver cup that held the snow, mm -hmm. uh, drain out the water, and put it in her pack. Gotcha. Uh, and you're able to find the uh, back room. There's like, there's a pantry and such that seems to be a bit picked over. Um, for the most part, there are barrels of drink, but there is like some like modicum of food here. Mm -hmm. 
Because that's, well, I mean, like, I guess there's not, like, <sighs> a tavern is... There's, like, bar snacks. Yeah, exactly. It's it's for drink and is for food. So, yeah. like, there's still some food here. There's, uh, but mostly just barrels upon barrels of, like, different kinds of drink. Yeah. Other than um, taking a skin full of drink, she's going to leave whoever wants the rest. Uh, gotcha. She's going she to need a drink out in the cold. Yep. Um... um there, there is like um, a desk with a like a, a, a ledger, basically for like ordering like mm -hmm. various foods and drinks and things. Mm -hmm. That seems to be like the kind of stuff that she kept track of. Okay, um, can I make some sort of investigation check to see if there's any paperwork that's out of the norm here for an innkeeper or any secret compartments to the desk or floor or anything like that? Yes, give me an investigation check. Come on, icy dice. Oh! Uh, 22. It's really good. All right. Um, you're looking through trying to find something out of the ordinary. Um, and, when, and, and like everything seems fairly clean here. Um, it doesn't seem like she was doing anything like illegal, mm -hmm. you, you know, like I I anything out of the ordinary for a tavern keeper. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, just as you're about to leave, um, your your foot kind of slips a little on a piece of paper uh, that you see has uh, mostly fallen under the desk. And kneel down, you pull that up, and it is a warrant for arrest. It seems that she was arrested for murdering the guy that was found dead here. Mm. Okay. Are there any... It has her name on it, Nemetramiskin, which I have put in chat. Uh, and there are no personal belongings here or anything, just straight office stuff. Yeah, mostly just straight office stuff. What sort of belongings are you looking for? I was just looking to see if there was anything like anything else oral themed. <laughs> anything <laughs> oral themed. Uh, I like. I, I feel like it's mostly just the uh, the goblet. Yeah. Um. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe like some commissioned art. <laughs> so like ah oh, sick oral so badass. Look, here's her flying across. It's like a tabard of her, like, flying across the sky, trailing the aurora. She'll leave that. Uh, but she's, like, she she's riding on a rock. Mm -hmm. um, she'll uh, fold the wart up and put it in her pack. And, and it's then... just like a like a snowflake lady. It's very stylized. <laughs> so look at the tabard and just kind of give, like, a... Uh, okay, confused look. Uh, and then very, yeah. very carefully, they will place everything back where it was. Okay. And then just make their way out. All right. And then... You, you are able to do your investigation and creep back out. And notice. As she walks through the town, she's going to be try to be perceptive to see if she sees Sephic around. Sure thing. Uh, give me a perception check. Come on, icy dice. I, I shit you know, it's another natural 19. 
That's really good. Uh, um, 22 again. You for sure do not see him anywhere. In fact, you don't even see any uh, sign of the Torgs. Um, it seems that they have moved on. Mm. Okay. She's uh, she's then just going to walk back to the, uh, the inn meet up with uh oh you know what uh she will do she'll stop by the pastry shop the pick cookie cutter pick shark. up some pastries yeah i think it was cookie cutter shark cafe yeah um and pick up some pastries for everyone yeah just different assortments um i love it pastries, you show pastries. you show up with a variety pack mm-hmm. Yeah, and just sit down at the table and just put some down. It's like, yep. here you go. And you were asked to go to the town hall at some point today to d- discuss payment for the mm-hmm. uh, cauldron. Is everyone ready to go speak to the speaker? No, yeah, okay. we can go. Let's go then. Now's a good a time as any. All right. Uh, Danica has started to pour over some blueprints for um, like a modular sort of greenhouse system that can be made like bigger or smaller depending on the space that you have. Um, and essentially what she's setting up outside is kind of like a, uh, like, like a trial run to like mm-hmm. get started and then like eventually expand and make it a much larger operation. Mm-hmm. Cory will slide a pastry over to her. Yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of get up. And I feel with the Cory's group monster, she'll just kind of just shuffle everybody out. Yep. Let's go, kids. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quiet coyote. Let's go. Cory's kids. <laughs> coyotes, <laughs> where? <laughs> oh, no. You didn't tell coyotes? me there were going to be coyotes around. Heart, what's wrong with your voice? <laughs> My real secret. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, you head on over to Town Hall uh, and you're asked to wait um, for um, the speaker to show up. Uh, the <clears throat> secretary uh, introduces herself as Prudence. There's a, there's a last name for that. Hold on. Prudence Tarkwold. Uh, and she is a middle-aged lady uh, with kind of graying hair going up into a bun uh, and uh, like some half-moon glasses. She's got very severe features. Um, but yes, she, she explains to you that he'll be along shortly. Would you like a pastry? No, I don't. I don't like pastries. <laughs> she kind of looks just... down. She looks down her nose at you, and then <laughs> down walks. her nose at me. <laughs> well, she like she tips her head back yeah. to do so, um, which makes her look even more snooty. Uh, and then she walks away. Uh, she's wearing heels, so you can hear them clacking across the hall. Uh, and as you are waiting, um, you you see workers from the town hall moving through every now and again. Um, 
when if uh, I see the captain, I'll give her a pastry. <laughs> nice. Uh, you do see the captain. Um, she's walking uh, along with a taller fellow with uh, dark skin, uh, a shaved head, and he's wearing robes. Um, and there's a shorter fellow uh, with him, what appears to be a uh, gnome um, with a uh, cane and a, a bad leg. And he just kind of limps along uh, behind this guy. And it seems like they're in a hurry. Uh, oh. So, like, the, the captain will grab that pastry yeah. super she, quick she just, just as she's going by. As she's going by. And then offers it to like the other two gentlemen. Yeah, just so like <laughs> just grab you, by. you hold the pastry box at middle yeah. level and then like yeah. raise it up and then put it down. Yeah. Like so everybody can grab a pastry as yeah, they go. It's like people like in a marathon, they just grab and go. Yep, essentially. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they each thank you for that. Um, and when the gnome thanks you, uh, Lydia and Lucas, your ears will perk up as you recognize that voice. You look up just in time to see your father go around the corner. Excuse me, what? It's fine, that's here. Oh, uh, Lucas will try to not. <laughs> Lydia, not your dad's here. <laughs> yeah, Lydia, Corey would recognize here. him as well. You've just like, what's your last name, Lydia? Malion. Malion. Mr. Malion? <laughs> I don't go to it's all you hear, Corey's like, Mr. Malian, what are you doing here? He stuffs the, uh, he stuffs a biscuit into his mouth. I imagine he'd grab like a dry hard biscuit yeah. that's intended to be eaten with tea, but he never does. Um, and so he just stuffs it in his mouth. And uh, as he goes on, he's just a business trip. Nah. Okay. Bye. Wait, wait, Pops? Wait. What are you what are you doing here? You you chase after him, go go around yeah, the corner. Oh, and kind oh. of... Yeah. <laughs> uh he he turns around and kind of like raises his eyebrow. He's, he's he seems uh surprised to see you here. Uh and uh he, he kind of finishes chewing that uh bit of hard biscuit. Um and he like like the, the folks that he's following uh like turn around like you know like what are you what what's the hold up here and he just kind of raises a hand and he says I'll catch up. He's like What are you doing here snowflake? I came uh, I came to get Lucas. Oh, so you found him. Yeah, I, I I did. Well, your mom's real worried about you, both of you. Do you know what they're calling Lucas? The hero of East Haven. Mm-hmm. I'd heard about that. I'm sure he likes that a lot. You'd be surprised to see how much he's grown and changed. You'd be surprised to see how much I have too. He, he just kind of like gives a deep breath breath and he's all like yeah I suppose both of you aren't turning out exactly the way I thought you would there's nothing wrong with that we aren't thoughts we're people 
he seems to consider this. Well. Look, I don't know why you're here, but please actually give Lucas a chance and hear him out. He's a really, really great man now. He's still Lucas. He, he, he's a very like hard man. Like he's got uh, calluses on his hands. He's got this, uh, this limp uh, and just kind of a, um, a, a look in his eye that like betrays uh, years and years of long suffering. Uh, and he just kind of sighs uh, and looks away. Um, he reaches up and kind of fixes your hair, which is now short and kind of getting in your face. Uh, he tweaks your uh, cheek a little bit and he says, maybe we'll go ice fishing. Okay. I'm, I don't want to keep you from your business anymore, Pops, but... Yeah, I've got a, please got a job to do. Don't don't leave town without coming and finding me or talking to me. We're staying at this inn. That Liz forgets the name of the white lady. Is it the, the Karen inn, the white lady? Um, <laughs> we're staying at the yeah. at the white lady inn. And uh, sure. Um, well, maybe the three of us can go ice fishing tomorrow morning. Crack a dawn. What do you say? That sounds good. Just. I know, Pops, I know that you have had a hard life and you have been dealing with mining, retrieving, and selling gems that entire time. Try to remember that along the way you made two gems as well. Then she'll turn around and walk away. Oh, that would have been a much better uh, nickname. I made it up on the, la- on the spot. That's okay. Snowflake is very cute too. Okay. <laughs> uh, he he kind of like nods about that, um, and you hear um, you you hear the captain say behind him, "Mr. Malian," and he's all like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm coming." And he turns around, he limps in after them. Lydia will go and find Lucas, uh, who is, I assume, cowering behind Corey at this point. Yeah, he's he's just like kind of just sitting against the wall in the corner, just looking at the ground. <laughs> hey, are you okay? No. Look, we are about to go speak to the speaker of the town about something that you helped make happen. Something that is going to feed the town. People are not going to starve. They're going to have food. They're going to be warm. People are calling you the hero of East Haven. I know things are different between Pops and I and, and, and you and him. But at the end of the day, I am so unbelievably proud of you. And I know it matters more than you want to say that he is too. you've done great things and you've become a great person and the only acceptance you need of that is from yourself 
You're right. I know it doesn't help all that much, but he is just a very tired, very old man with a cane. <laughs> Lucas, I know you're joking. Uh, in Lucas's hand is the 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 wooden carving that he gave to the doppelganger that he thought was Lydia, and um, that he didn't give to Lydia, um, and he's just kind of holding it in his hand, and then just hands it over to her. And so I made this for you. You made this? <laughs> it took a lot of tries. I got there's a lot of them that don't look good. This one looks perfect. That one looks pretty good. I love it, Lucas. Thank you. And she'll like hold it very close to her chest for a moment. Hey, can you make me a promise? Mm -hmm. I know that Pops being here makes things a little more complicated. And I know that you have a bit of a penchant for just running away from that. Am I going to have to, like, chain your ankle to the bed or something so you don't leave in the middle of the night? No, I won't run. I need to, I need to finish things here, and I need to go with Danica, because I want to help people. Yeah. And if I run, then I can't do that. Okay, okay. I'm glad. You should probably get going with the others, but... If you want to talk about anything or if things become too much, I'm right here. And also we're going ice fishing with dad tomorrow morning. Okay, let's go. And she'll turn and just start walking immediately to be, catch up with Corey and Hart. I swear so, to God. <laughs> this one's filled with like a chocolate cream. Uh, <laughs> the other one has like an almond butter thing. Wait, how do you, how do you make butter from almonds well you grind them up and what is an almond a... how do you milk an almond <laughs> very carefully <laughs> i think i think heart just probably has like confectionaries on like his a, fingers yeah. on his face just like Corey if you've seen like have you seen the gif of the of the very young girl with the cotton candy at the sports game who's just like, ah, like looks like a Viking who's just yeah. eaten a live animal kind of thing? Like yeah. that is heart with feel, like with candies right now. Corey has tried to get him to just taste everything to see kind of like, you know, taste it. It's like, Hart, have you ever had a nut? <laughs> yes. Like a, like a peanut or like a hazelnut? I think so. They're like the little round hard things, right? They're like berries, but they have like an outer thing. Mm -hmm. Like a mm -hmm. shell. Yes. An almond is similar. Oh. Hart, uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking, um, how did you get your... Oh, that, um, well, it was springtime, and my brother and I were trying to impress a girl that we really liked, 
And so we decided that we were going to, like, fight about it a little bit, you know, like, show off how strong we were to, like, really show off, like, you know, as you do when when there's somebody that you're affectionate towards. So my brother, well, he's stronger than I was, and his antlers missed a little bit, and he actually got my eye. Um, it healed fine, though. So, you know, I can't really be mad at him, and, and it happens. Not very often. As, I'm still I'm still pretty lucky to be alive, to be honest. As as Hart finishes this story, Prudence will return and say that the speaker's well uh, ready to speak with you. Corey's like, was this man a full blown deer? Was is this man an awakened stag? <laughs> Who are you? Still in the wake of those thoughts, <laughs> you are taken to the speaker. Oh, it's just like, uh, it it uh, very much uh, behooves me to discuss this more in court. A question or in nice Shut the fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you are swept away. <laughs> all all thoughts of potential uh, pr- potential deariness of your your good friend heart uh, are are swept to the side as. Um, uh, like ab- an abacus comes out and like uh, a financial plan is being discussed and uh, basically the, the speaker has put a um, ha- has had the cauldron appraised and uh, thinks that the a-, a fair price for that would be 500 gold pieces in the form of five gems each worth 100 gold pieces. Um, and he says he's he's basically going to have to uh, call in a few favors uh, and get the get the money transported here. Um, so the cauldron's going to have to be like kept under guard for a good while uh, until he can get the money uh, to you. But for now, the, the cauldron is still technically your property. So mm. he, he wants to make sure that you have input on how the cauldron is kept and how it is guarded and like wh- mm. basically what's going on with the cauldron until like ownership can officially be, be tra- transferred. transferred to you yeah. or to him rather the, well uh, i would suggest making sure it's guarded or not in use i don't want other uh, towns to catch when and someone thinking they could take it from you yeah, absolutely um uh, uh, we've we've had town militia guarding it it's staying inside the town uh hall um, we haven't been publicizing where it's being kept or anything. Um, for sure, uh, in the situation that Ten Towns is in, um, or, or even like, I, I don't even find the speakers to be that much of of a threat. It would be very individuals. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. There, there are individuals that would want to get this because of the amount of money that it's worth. Basically yes. ransom it to one of the speakers. Um, we've been doing some testing and we have found out that the cauldron stops giving food after uh, after three full, like we fill it with water, you stir it for a minute uh, and then it's got 30 gallons in there. 30 gallons feeds four people. Uh, or rather one gallon <laughs> feeds four people um, you can do it three times in a day uh, and then it just won't give anymore uh, 
So we've calculated we can feed about 360 people. That's only half the town, but still, that's half the town that we're feeding with just a cauldron full of water. It would add to what you already have, uh, seeing as the fishing has gone down. That should be taken care of now, by the way. It should be safe to go fish again. Hmm. All right. Um, well, safer. Safer. Yeah. yeah. Be that, don't, be don't that as it may. Into weird caves. We can do that. Um, with the hag gone, uh, there's still plenty of other dangers out there. But yeah. still, it was good for you to do that. Um, if, if I may, uh, just uh, while is, everything's being transferred, I think I can uh, speak for everyone and say, please use it as you will to feed your people. In the meantime, uh, as we are not using it, it will be a waste of space if it's not in use. Uh, and uh, I personally want to talk to you about a, a, a different matter, Speaker. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. And do forgive me for getting into the matters of your town, but uh, how exactly do you choose what type of sacrifice to give? Because not every town gives people. Some give warmth, uh, food. Yeah. Um, he kind of sighs and leans back. This seems to be a topic that he's not uh, fond of. Um, <sighs> well we uh our population does qualify for humanoid humanoid sacrifices yes could you not switch it to a different type of sacrifice this was not the agreement that we made this is uh, an agreement that was made by all 10 towns um the form of sacrifice is entirely dependent on exports and population if you have a high enough population, it's humanoids. And if you have enough resources, then it's food. If you don't have enough population or resources, then it's warmth. Okay. At our population level, we qualify for humanoid sacrifices. Levi, thank you for the tip. Yay. Yay. Well, okay, just making sure I've never really gotten into the details of how one chooses a sacrifice for a town. I hope the cauldron helps. It will. It has already raised um, morale more than I can say. It'll be very good for us. Duh. Would you happen to know why, um, God, I keep forgetting your last name, Lydia. Malian. Malian. Uh, Why, uh, Mr. Malian is here today. Ah, uh, you know him then. Uh, that was that was something that I was actually going to inform you of, um, or I had intended to inform you of. Uh, our translator and interrogator have arrived, so we have set them to work. They're going to get any information that they can from the Dorgar that you captured. 
is Mr. Malian the translator or the interrogator? <laughs> he he kind of flips through his uh his uh his notes. He's like, oh, I don't have the paperwork in front of me. Um, if you come back later, I can find it and let you know. Lydia, is your father an interrogator? <laughs> You know that your dad would leave on business trips every now and then, but that was supposed to be for trade. <laughs> yeah, I um, I always just assumed that it was for business, but I don't. <laughs> Not too surprising that he lied. Damn! Lucas! Like father, like son. <laughs> wow. What was that supposed to mean? <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> Trauma. Um, <clears throat> look, I know that he's always been really secretive, but he couldn't be in. He he couldn't be an interrogator. Uh, your dad has a very mean poker face. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe. How did your father lose his leg? It's not gone. It's just not working as well as it should. How did that happen? It's always kind of been like that. Interrogation gone wrong, maybe. Yaneth is just kind of sitting at his desk looking back and forth between you guys as you're discussing this. Um, and kind of clears his throat and he says, If oh, you want to, you are free to stay in town hall tonight to watch over your property. Uh, otherwise, I will be having town militia uh, keeping an eye on the cauldron. Uh, question, speaker. Uh, would I be able to be privy to this interrogation? If you you want to sit in on it, um, no. uh, do you have anything that you could possibly contribute to the interrogation? Intimidation. Um, I I see. Um, we have a a humane method of interrogation. Uh, no one is allowed to lay hands on the person. Who's oh, being I wouldn't questioned. have to lay hands on them. I see. Um. I will ask, I, I will have uh, the captain ask the interrogator, um, you know, um, here, he he writes a note uh, for you, uh, basically hands it to you and he says, give this to the captain. Um, she will see if they're willing to let you sit in. Um, it may be a matter of you just bearing witness, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that you have a, a seat at the table as it were. There may be some questions that you have yourself. Da, we did a deal with uh, the regard and their settlement. Uh, yes, uh, outpost. Yes. Peace. Um, do when this is taking place now? Uh, I do believe that the first session is occurring now. There's only so many. It it depends on whether or not the uh, the first casting of zone of truth is successful um if it is not then they're going to have to put it on hold for another 24 hours this is kind of a prolonged process mm-hmm. um 
If the rest of you don't mind me stepping away to sit in on this interrogation, then... Of course, whatever you need. Um, we should... I'll let you know if your dad's the interrogator or the translator. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's good. I'm sure we could find something to do. Um, I would also like to sit in. All right. I'll stay with I'll stay with Snowball then. Um, Hart, do you wanna do you wanna maybe? We should, uh, yeah, do you want to stay with me and Snowball? Um, I don't know what, inter- what an interrogator is, so I think I'm going to stay with you. <laughs> okay, why don't we, uh, why don't we go see if Danica needs any more help with the garden for now? I would love to find out if she needs help in the garden. Did you know that you need to get rid of all of the snow and ice and have to find the dirt underneath before you can put the plants in? I did. I, I, I actually did. Um, <laughs> although I'm quite bad at keeping plants alive. Um, oh, that's they, okay. Uh, they don't Hart. seem to like me much. Before the two of you live, leave, one question. Uh, goodbye, speaker. We're leaving. <laughs> Walk out of the room. Hart. He just nods, waves yeah. you off. Hard. Do, do you remember anything uh, before we found you? Yes. That's how I remember what happened to my eye. That's true. Uh, what where, What do you remember from the place that you're from? It was beautiful. There was a really nice river that ran nearby. There were a lot of really good trees that you could just sort of like find yourself in a little tucked hole underneath sometimes when they were like leaning over. That would protect you from the snow. Um, it was great. I miss the glen. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what color was the water? The water doesn't have a color. Okay, true. But normally when most people are asked what color the water is, it's like a clear blue sort of color. And like most leaves on the trees when it's spring and summertime are green and then they turn orange and brown. The trees up here don't have leaves. They're all pine needles. This is true. Because they have to survive here long in the cold. But in the Glen, did they have leaves or did they have pine needles like here? Okay. And they were green? Yes. Except when the trees were dying, then they turned brown. Uh, What what did you eat? I ate bear berries sometimes there would be like this green gunk stuff that you would find on rocks inside of the river and you yes that's more like like a wet moss so you would eat that Um, did you always walk on two legs (laughs) just sort of like looks at you just yes uh okay i feel like this has been more than one question <laughs> yes i am so sorry uh you're right i'm so sorry Hart. i'm just trying to get to know you more that's okay um why didn't you two go with danica and plant your garden 
and me and Lucas will uh go see the interrogation. Hey, um, Corey, can I just talk to you for a quick, quick second before we go? Just um, a girl talk. You got girl talk. It's it's fine. I just have a few periods. <laughs> I make an insight roll on that. <laughs> You can. But, Matt knows that's a lie. <laughs> is that what girl talk is to, to you guys? It's just yelling periods, menstruation. <laughs> that always like. Don't you look at me like that. Has <laughs> um, always like just stop people talking. Non-natural twenty. I didn't say. Uh, do I roll either? Do I have to wait? If if I'm lying, it's deception. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. And, and if you're telling the truth, it's persuasion. Okay. So I rolled a, a twenty-two. Mm-hmm. We're talking about their stuff, Lucas. Damn. All right. Okay. Have fun. Okay. Corey and Lydia step off to the side <laughs> to how to speak privately. Hey, so um, I know you don't know my dad super well because when you would come to the shop, it would normally be me helping you. The... He doesn't approve of any of Lucas's choices or Lucas or... I don't know. I think that if it wasn't for him choosing me to be the good kid he wouldn't approve of my choices either but he made that distinction very early on um there's a lot of hurt there on lucas's side but i also know there'd be a lot of regret if he burned that bridge at least right now, without talking to my dad. Maybe, I don't know. I'm never going to force him to have a relationship with him. Just make sure he doesn't like, kill him. That, that I can do. Okay. I am not good with the words and the emotions. and the. No, I know, but the stopping killing. That that, yes, kill. that I can do. Is, uh, your, Just... your father's a very intimidating man, but he's also very small and I can throw him. Should I need to? I know I'm the same. Look, I know that my father is a very complicated man and that I have a better relationship with him than Lucas does. And I'm really disappointed about that. And I know that a lot of that is my father's fault. Most of it, all of it probably. Um, just keep an eye on Lucas. He tends to act before he thinks sometimes. That, that I know, yes. Uh, Lydia, I, I, I will try my best to uh, mediate between the two of them should something come up, but uh, it is... If something happens to either of them, they may or may not regret not talking. So that decision is up to them. Of course. No, it, it definitely is. And I, at the end of the day, I know that 
I know that Lucas doesn't need our father's approval to be the hero that he already is. I just want him to know that too. I don't think he does. But anyways, I'm going to I'm going to take the dog and the deer. I don't understand where he comes from. I don't understand. He's never heard music before. I don't. At first, I really thought he might have been like an actual deer at some point. I, I just, I don't know. I'm just getting to know him, right? So it's, it's all new to me. But Lydia, when he fights, just. He turns into a star. He blacks out. He does not remember. This is... There's a lot of questions there. But... Just... Let's just take it easy with him. He's... He likes pastries. He does. I tried to dish him what an almond was. Have we... Have we tried to give him a pastry while he's been in that 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 star body? No, but I will keep pastries with me. Probably some pastry that stays good. Like maybe we'll get it, like a bear claw or a cookie, yeah. Yeah. Something with raisins. Uh, that's that's rude. No chocolate chip. Okay, you're right. We could keep it like cold and then warm it up to make it get soft again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a good plan. A good plan. I have firebolt. I can do magic now, Lydia. Perfect. Okay. Um, and she'll just kind of like shake her head and she's okay. like, anyways. Anyway, yeah, periods, uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Tampons. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. And she'll turn around and just she'll grab. Um, She'll she'll grab uh, snowball. Um, she'll like pat snowball on the on the head, and um, then just sort of motion for heart to follow her. And she'll just look back and make eye contact with Lucas. And <laughs> I think uh, Lucas well, will Lucas will keep snowball. Oh, um, and just kind of okay. Just yeah. More support, but that's okay. That's Emotional fair. Support animal. I just didn't. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if they were going to be allowed in the room, so I defaulted to. Um, but yeah, I might need snowball so I don't kill him. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab each of you in one hand and throw you in separate directions. <laughs> Make sure you land somewhere hard. We're going to have to talk about your aggression. It only comes out around him. I'm sorry. You're right. We'll talk about it. Let's go. And then Hart and Lydia. Hart, are you coming along? Yeah. Off to the garden then. Hart just has a big smile and trods off. Right. Hard as you're walking along, give me a perception check. Ooh, that's not great. Um, perception, perception, perception. A total of 14. 14. 
All right. It's not terrible. Um, you see a shadow uh, go across the ground uh, and your instincts tell you to jump away from it because it, it, like it says, like basically the, the, it's the coming deepest, fast. The, the deepest, most like instinctive part of you says snake, mm. you know, but you realize, oh shit, that's a shadow. And then you look up and you see that flying snake go through the sky and keep on going. It seems to be uh, coming back this time instead of flying off into the sky. I think, so that can they still see it? Uh, it goes around a corner. Gotcha. So heart if is... You, if you're quick, you could pursue it. Yeah, I think Hart's not even going to say anything. He's just going to bolt. Wait, Hart, where are you going? Follow did, that snake. Did Lydia see it as well? Like, did Lydia see the snake? Uh, what's your passive? I think it's 13, but 13? I will double check for you. Um, uh, I want to say it's good enough um, for you to notice it as soon as, like, Hart's eyes, like, like his head snaps to it. Like, you can follow his eye line and be all like, is that a flying snake? Okay. Um, then Lydia will also, oh, it's 14. So even one better, um, Lydia will follow immediately, but also kind of like, wait, Hart, why are we, what, is that a snake? And just be chasing after Hart. Yeah. I don't think Hart is going to necessarily say anything until they lose track of it or like they can get like close to a corner of a building to like peer out and see if it's going anywhere if it's like landing on a person um yeah he's not gonna say anything to lydia and just i'll tell you in a bit just follow me all right uh heart and lydia go chasing after that snake um we'll cut back to the interrogation room real quick um the captain reads your message um, and the the door is left ajar a little bit. You can kind of peek in and see what's going on in there. Um, you can see that um, the, the dark-skinned uh, priest has uh, the jar in his hand. Uh, he uh, appears to, like, you can see that there is a circle kind of drawn around them. There's this light that's emanating from that circle. Um, and you can, you, you can see that he's focusing very hard on what he's doing. Uh, and he's kind of kneeled down in front of, uh, the <clears throat> gnome with the cane who, who's just kind of like looking, um, a little bit weary and, and, uh, and, and just sort of like, like, you know, same, same shit, different day. He's, he's very casual about this. He's just kind of looking into this jar and sure enough, there's that little, uh, Duragar in there. Um, and this is all like what you can see, like just kind of peeking through the door behind the captain. She's reading the missive. Um, and basically she says, uh, the interrogation is already in progress. Um, I don't necessarily have time to ask them if they would like for you to participate, but you can come in and watch if you would prefer. That's all I need. Um, so like she says, uh, please be quiet. Don't, don't disrupt them. Uh, and the two of you kind of file in uh, one after the other uh, and you, you walk in just in time to see Enric uh, begin to f do some arcane sigils with one hand. Uh, Kaori, this is basic enough magic. You can see that he's trying to cast friends. 
um, and you see him kind of catch sight of the two of you out of uh, out of the corner of his eye, uh, and he does kind of a double take, and the magic fizzles in his hand, uh, and the Duragar uh, starts laughing, and then just spits onto the glass of the jar, uh, and he, <laughs> looking a bit disgruntled, uh, Enric looks pointedly away from the two of you, uh, and he says to the priest, uh, this isn't going to work today. Uh, I'll let's turn in for the night. I'll come back tomorrow and we can hit this fresh. And the priest kind of nods. He reaches over and like just like breaks the circle and the light goes out. Um, they hand off the Duragar to the um, to to the captain of the guard, <sighs> and um, she just kind of shrugs at you guys like. Sorry about that. Mm. Interesting. No worries. When are you having the next interrogation? Um, she looks over at the priest and uh, he says, well, uh, tomorrow seems just fine for me. Um, you okay with that, Enric? Uh, and Enric says, yes, but I prefer not to have any, an audience. Since when do we have people come in and watch? This is an interrogation, not a show. It's no show, but it is uh, information that I need to see for myself and be privy to. Uh, Enric just kind of grumbles to himself and he says, <laughs> I'm not going to perform like it's some sort of circus uh and he I'm just not kind asking of... you to perform Enric. i'm asking you to keep doing what you're doing and know that there will be people listening to the answers of this person for other reasons this is not a performance this is not a show we are not an audience we're here to see and learn for other matters that you are not privy to as well uh, he, he had begun to walk away uh, and he just kind of like stands there with his back to you uh, and he turns around and he says there are measures put into place to make sure that I'm held accountable and Lucas just laughs at that <laughs> Lucas not now mm -hmm. he, he, he seems to be used to this um he does not address Lucas. He doesn't even look at him. It's as if there's no one there. Um, he says, just because a job, a job doesn't have to be flashy for it to matter. I didn't ask you to be flashy. No, am I here to see you be flashy? I'll do that. I'm going to come back to this tomorrow. And I expect privacy while I work as he walks. Hi, Dad. No response. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to go on break. Yeah, throw this gnome so far. <sighs> <sighs>
through this so now I'm a quarter mile at least. And and Lucas is so much more confident than you've ever seen him in this I moment. I like this Lucas. <laughs> he had time to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, something to rebel against. Yes. And speaking of teenage rebellion, we are going to be going on to our break. So we're going to be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice. Or did you know that we're having a giveaway? The link is in the side chat over meow. Go check it out, and we are going to be back soon. All right, everybody. See you soon. Hello. I fixed it. All the buttons work like they're supposed to. It's the right layout. You can hear us on the mics. Blinky, thank you so much for the subs for the channel. That's really kind. Because now Tankstein, Jake, 003 Smith, EJ, Slynor, and PDX Wiz, they all got subs. So thank you. It's a good time. Thank you. <laughs> so glad I got to be on here. Yeah. The bong was muted. Wings. Oh, was it? Just quiet. Oh. oh, okay. Hashtag quiet bong. Hashtag quiet. Next time I'll just hit my mic with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I bet you hear it then. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a I'm in a weird mood tonight, you guys. I'm so tired all the time. I drank some coffee, and now I'm not less tired i'm just tired faster but you know what let's do this i i do some of my best work when i'm <laughs> wangsy so let's 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 get her done um so uh when we last left off uh lucas's father had stormed out of the room getting real upset that lucas wanted to have a take your kid to work day um <laughs> This wasn't what he had in mind. Um, and uh, when we left uh, Hart and Lydia, they were chasing after a winged snake. Uh, now, from my understanding, you guys have um, Snowball with you, right? No? Stayed with Lucas? Snowball stayed with Lucas. Uh, if it helps, Hart does have a base move speed of 35. Gotcha. Okay. What, 25 here? So Lydia is running to catch up. All right, uh, give me one more perception check just to make sure you don't lose it. It's less about being able to keep up with it and more about keeping your eyes on it. Okay. Um, at some point, you lose sight of it. Um, but it's in a residential district and you're able to... Um, you're able to conclude that... Since it's no longer flying, you would have you would have been able to like get get sight of it again if it were flying. Uh, it must have gone into a building, and it must God. have been somewhere around here. And Hart will, like, as Lydia catches up, Hart's sort of just looking around, um, and then he will. I feel like whenever he talks to Lydia, if he can, he always crouches down so that way they're at eye level with each other. Like, he's never, like, straining his neck to look down. Um, Looming over her. Yeah, he's not that kind of person. Um, so eye to eye with Lydia, just, all right. So when, when it was still the other you, the not Lydia... Yeah. We met a guy, his name was Wesley. He was very nice, spooky hands came out of the ground and like would hold on to people. Not what I'm about, but it was it was kind of neat to see. But 
I told him about a snake that I saw or heard about back when we were in Bryn Shandar, I think was where I heard it. There was a snake and it had wings. And I didn't really know what that was about. But then when I mentioned that around Westloy, Westloy said that that had to do with Zentarum. And I don't really know what that is either. He said that they were some, some of them were good people. Others were bad people. I'm still not sure where I stand with them, but that's okay. But not you said that if I ever saw anything like that again, that I should let you know. So I was following it because I wanted to let you know where they were. I'm not I'm not 100% sure what they are either but I think it's worthy of noting I've never really seen a flying snake I don't think um, I had neither it, but then we just strange. saw one yes yes of course I saw it too um, hmm maybe we should talk to the others about it over dinner or do you want to try and find where it went from what Kawari was saying or I think it was Kawari it might have I don't know I remember somebody saying it but we don't necessarily if they're not looking for us then it's better off that we don't go looking for them because they'll cause trouble or if they don't cause trouble, we'll be in trouble if we meet them. Right. Um, I found that's true oftentimes when dealing with snakes. Yeah. Let's let's try and find Danica, and um, yeah. then we'll we'll talk with the others about it and keep our eyes peeled just in case, though. Hmm. Also, I had a question when I first met, or I think it was you. It was either you or you or Kawari. But you put this bell on my on my antler. Did you want it back? Um, I I don't remember. I'm sorry. It wasn't it wasn't me. Well, the real me. But I like the bell on you. I think you should keep it. It's nice hearing when you're close because that means that there's a friend nearby. And heart like thinks about it and it's just like no friend is under the lake i don't know she <laughs> means me like <laughs> yeah heart uh heart just gives a a big smile um and he'll ask if you want picked up to trudge through the snow or if you just want to walk he see he's seen kawari do it a multitude of times <laughs> i'm okay but thank you for the offer i actually wouldn't mind if we took a minute. Um, I wanted to see if I can buy something at a at a shop. Okay. Um, if that's okay. What kind of shop? I don't know. Um, hmm. I I wanted to try and get a um, a a gift. I think that I would just need to go anywhere that like. Um, Perhaps clothes or leathers are made. I would. I, okay. I'll, I'll ask around and see. And Lydia will try and see if she can find like some sort of 
place where leather can be crafted or clothes crafted. Um, Certainly. I, I think you could definitely find something like that uh, in a town as big as this. Uh, a leather crafter. Um, yeah, there's probably somebody who does tanning for hunters. Okay. Or and a hunter who does their own tanning. I will DM you what it is that I would like to purchase and you can tell me how much gold I have to remove. Sure thing. Perfect. <clears throat> um, yes. So you're able to find that, uh, make any purchases that you need to. Um, when you eventually do return to Danica, she is having lumber delivered um, and is like looking over her blueprints and just sort of nodding to herself like, yes, indeed, I shall make this greenhouse. Um, and she will kind of wave you guys down and um, basically explain that she needs to get the supports up first. Uh, and then they'll be able, like, it, it'll take a while yet for the glass to be delivered, but then they can set glass into the panes and have a, a nice little greenhouse here. Um, and it should help keep things warm on the inside. Um, and a, she's, she's planning on leaving her Chewinga friend here to keep an eye on this, uh, on all of this. Um, but like, she's kind of like, you know, hemming and hawing over it because she's all like, eh, the, like the Chewinga is supposed to be here to like help the greenhouse get along on its own, but it's, it would, I feel like it'd be easier to make friends with the rest of the Chewinga if I have one with me. Uh, and she's just sort of like, you know, uh, weighing these her options here maybe i jumped into making the garden a little too soon um well have you tried asking hmm. the chewinga to see what it wants to do um yeah maybe the chewinga has an idea as to what would work best it'll be whether more... or not it It'll be more motivated if it's happy. Hmm. Yeah. And also maybe maybe you just need to take it to go and find more Chewinga that are willing to help. And then they can decide which town they want to help and just bring it back. I know that would take a little bit more time, but if it means that you're more successful, then overall that would be good. Well, what if he never comes back, though? That is a risk, but we just, I mean, I don't know this chewing us super well because we just met, but if they want to help and they want to make it a little bit better here, then they probably will. Um, She will like like the chewinga is kind of just sort of playing around in the garden uh you can see him like hiding behind leaves and then like like disappearing behind a leaf and then like reappearing behind another leaf um and it uh, eventually like she kind of like puts a hand out and the chewinga like floats up into her hand uh and like just sort of pokes her in the nose um and she says what do you think we should do uh, and it kind of sits there for a second, like puts a, puts a hand on its chin, um, and kind of like tips its head as though like, you know, it, it's never been asked that before. Uh, and he kind of shrugs and he looks over at Hart, like giving like a, an inquisitive head turn, like, 
What do you think we should do? And Hart says... Like, he, he very much is uh, imitating Danica's mannerisms as it looks at you. Um, God, I don't think it speaks Sylvan, does it? Um, oh, that's a good question. Let me pull up a stat block real quick and see if it's got any languages. It speaks none. Hello, this is Chewinga, and it speaks none languages. Yes, it speaks Chewinga, probably. Its intelligence is 14, and its wisdom is 16, though. Like, it knows. It just yeah. chooses it's... not to speak. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I think Hart would Hart would uh, say, or like as he's walking over, um, making friends with a Chewinga isn't hard. All you have to do is just offer them things. But it can't be something that you think that they would like. Just kind of set your bag down and let them rifle through. They'll find something that they like in there. And then if you just give it to them, they usually come along. And then Hart will tell the Chewinga, it's going to be really important that you stay here and make sure that Danica's garden thrives. If you stay here, I'll come back. And then we can go on adventures together again. The Chewinga seems pleased by this. Um, it kind of like hops up in the air and floats back down a little bit. You know, it's got that Christmas tree shape. So it just kind of like, it uses its own body to parachute back down. Uh, and then it like pokes you on the nose and uh, zoops up into your antlers. Um, and it, it seems really excited by this. So it just kind of like hops around you and around Lydia and around the garden. I think when it is like imitating Danica's, I think Hart makes like a very exaggerated beard movement <laughs> and just sort of like belays that like, don't worry, like I understand you. Hell yeah. You speak beard. Um, all right. So uh, whilst that is occurring, um, Corey and Lucas, um, you're kind of apologized to, um, but uh, the captain uh, expresses that, um, <sighs> oh my goodness, Enric is not interested in having uh, an, witnesses uh, beyond um, what's already established. Oh, charming that one. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what was the captain's name again? Uh, captain's name is Imdra Arlagath. Uh, put Captain, that in the chat. Captain Arlagath, would you be opposed to me talking to you after the interrogation? Uh, well, absolutely not. Um, considering that the interrogation is kind of over for today. Yes, after tomorrow's interrogation. I have my own personal needs to know the information that's being spoken of here. 
uh, you could come see you by your office tomorrow after the inter- interrogation or we could meet somewhere. Uh, she kind of looks up at a clock on the wall and she's all like, well, my shift has officially ended. So um, I know a pretty good cafe around here. Uh, I'm willing to talk to you on during my off hours. What are you looking for? Anything that uh, you may know about the Duragar and what are they doing on the surface and uh, the Blackstone called Shardlin. Right. Uh, she kind of like grabs a clipboard uh, and you can see a number of questions that they had were planning on mm-hmm. asking the Duragar. Um, and she hands it over to you. She says, this is a copy. Uh, we already have a, a master copy uh, elsewhere. But um, go ahead and add any questions to that that you would like answered. Thank you. Um, I'm very grateful for your help. I'm grateful for your help. We try to keep take care of our adventurers around here. Yeah. Then I will see you tomorrow after your interrogation. I'll hand this back to you before then, yeah? Yeah, she nods. Um, if it's any consolation to you, we did find uh, that murderer. Murderer? I thought the wizard was taken care of. Uh, you'll remember that um, you had spoken to her about mm. the murder that happened in the tavern. Yeah. Um, yes, I was wondering why the, the, uh, tavern, the tavern was closed today. Uh, she nods. Uh, you'll remember that um, there were rumors going around about the uh, lottery being rigged or otherwise influenced by sources that shouldn't be influencing them. Um, we were able to narrow it down. Uh, it was the proprietor of the inn herself. Hmm. Uh, would you happen She's to a, know her uh, reasoning behind this? Certainly. She's a known worshipper of Oral, and uh, she was heard uh, loudly complaining about um, how Scython was most likely involved and the two of them did get into an argument. Is that the only proof that you had? She threatened him. Did she confess to this? Not in so many words. I, I, I trust your uh, your personal process on this. Uh, this is uh, certainly an interesting visit to this town, I must say. I will concede uh, East Haven is never a boring place to live. Uh, I'm sure that uh, does not make your work any easier, Captain. No, it does not. Your shift is over. Do you want to go out for a drink? You look like you could use a drink. Uh, she just sort of nods to you. Yeah. 
Um, spending time with the captain, you find that she's not a fan of the lottery. She never has been. Um, and she's honestly irritated that this is something that they participate in to begin with. She would have liked for this to be uh, another way. Um, and uh, she also talks about the speaker a little bit. Um, he's a, a humble man and evidently he didn't even want to be in leadership. It was kind of something that was sort of thrust on him and he accepted out of a sense of duty more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. She'll, she'll let the, the captain talk uh, for a while. Um, just kind of being, you know, when someone's decompressing for works like it. And then Harry by the water cooler, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, but she'll get her a few drinks and some food to kind of let okay. her... Um, um, yeah. Give me a persuasion check to see how much she opens up to you. I assist. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Lucas comes along and yeah. wingmans for Kawari. Uh, okay. You can pet My snowball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, persuasion? Yes, please. Uh, it, it's a plus zero, but my icy dice is not failing me, and I rolled a 17. <laughs> All right. Corey's smooth. <laughs> um, I think that uh, the captain gets a little bit into her cups, uh, and you're eventually able to get out of her that, yes, the lottery was rigged to some degree, but only in as much as they made sure that any family that couldn't afford to lose somebody was not included in the lottery. That doesn't sound like a bad thing to me. You know, like widows and yeah. like orphans and like, you know, like basically they would look through it and be all like, it, it was a, it was a hard, hard thing for them to do, but they like looked through it and they were like really discerning and they were just like this family cannot afford to lose their father he's the yeah. sole breadwinner for this family yeah. like if if they're gone that if this one guy goes then this many people also die yeah, yeah, like yeah. they 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 were and she she feels very guilty over this because it's like how how do you decide who lives or dies mm -hmm. like these people don't deserve it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's just listening with like I feel like Lucas and Cora are both like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like uh I do not envy your job, Captain. Uh, she doesn't either. Yeah. But somebody has to do it. I think that um the town is lucky that you're in the position that you are and that you are the captain. I hope you're right. You're a good person with a good heart. Um, she kind of gives you a look like she doesn't know whether or not to believe that, but she'll clink glasses with you. Yeah. Um, and she spends the night with you guys uh, a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, she gets to know Lucas a little bit better as well. I, I feel like um, the <laughs> she, she kind of gets to know him in the sense of like, Oh yeah, you are just a little goober, aren't you? <laughs> Corey's just like, 
I, I tried to get a drink, but it was too strong. So I got Aww. hot chocolate instead. Lucas! <laughs> it was too strong. Corey <laughs> took it away, drank it on the side. Mm-hmm. I, I think that by the end of this um, encounter, um, the captain has kind of like... She she has accepted Lucas as like he he's a he's a good figurehead he's a good kid and like you know it's important to keep him around but like he's not like the ha ha like yeah. you know he's an full- honorary deputy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah every, like this this group gets a little bit tighter they all get to know each other a little bit better mm-hmm. um, the the day goes on eventually uh you all settle down to uh sleep for the night um and uh get ready for the next day uh where there is going to be another attempt at the interrogation evidently and uh maybe go fishing with your dad um i don't know that 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 seems like it might be off the table at this point um but i guess we'll see come morning uh what did the uh the interrogation question list have um pretty basic stuff like who do you work for what are your intentions um like uh what's the location of your secret base um i i I think that we could like really sit down and figure out what exactly you want to know um from from this and like this this is going to be a several day process to begin with so we can we can get that back to you by probably next session yeah yeah yeah. we'll see Uh, where the narrative goes we can do that like after like behind the scenes i don't want to sit here and be like okay this question but like this question and maybe this question for sure um anything before everybody goes to sleep tonight heart would let kawari know uh while lucas while they're all together he'll let everyone know uh, you know, just in case Lucas has any thoughts or feelings on the Zentarium, uh, that he saw that I saw one of those um, flying snake things earlier today. Uh, I know that it wasn't the real Lydia who said to let her know if we ended up seeing anything like that, but I just figured that it was probably a good idea to let you know, Corey, since I know that you didn't, It, if I remember right, you didn't really like the people there. Uh, yes. I suppose I, I, I don't, they are, uh, I don't think I rolled well in that, but I just know that they're shady, I think. Yeah. Um. They are an interesting group, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll see if the captain has more information on them. But uh, let's keep this information to ourselves, yeah. And if we talk yeah, about it, it let's let's talk about it privately. Would I have heard anything about that flying snake creature before? <laughs> you one hundred percent know that flying snakes are the preferred. Uh, secret communication method of the Zentarum. Like you have you have snuck into a room with a with cages full of the things. Okay. Cause one of your burned up notes had something about it. Yeah. Uh, flying snakes. Oh yes. That note that I wrote. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't see him, but Frankie is sitting facing away from me, like very Sundari. And now I have said his name and referred to him. Sorry, continue. Frankie. Um I hold the void. Uh Lydia will probably just spend the evening with Hart and Danica and she's quite comfortable with Danica. They traveled here together and um just she wants to take some time and like really get to know Hart a little bit more and like let him know some of the things that her and Danica did um and their and their travels and just a lot of of small talk but small talk with like real meaning behind it and like yeah just mm-hmm. just try and yeah build up but after that she'll wait until Lucas and Corey come home obviously before heading to bed um and get all cozied up on the floor with with snowball again um and lucas and everybody sure thing uh tonight at the inn uh ronaldo the halfling um he uh gets up and gets ready to uh sing a song with his violin um and it's another version of the story of the white lady um this version of the story is that um a the the white lady's husband had left to go and make his fortune on lack uh and left his wife alone um and in the time that he was gone she died essentially um and on her deathbed she said that she would always haunt the lake that took her husband from her um and of course her husband hadn't died um it was just uh wealth that had drawn uh, drawn him away. And from that day forward, she did haunt the lake so much so that her husband took his, uh, fortune and rode it out into the middle of the lake and has never been seen again. Hart is so perplexed that there would be two ghosts that that inhabit this lake that share the same name, because clearly this is not the same ghost. <laughs> Based on the context of the song, um, Hart will tip the bard. All right. Is it a cookie? No, he's going to give him I 10 get gold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just this is how much this is how much Kaori gives him regularly. He has 50. He has his own pocket money. But oh, yeah. we gave Hart too much pocket money. No, I yeah. no, I got some for the Chewinga. Oh right, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a you got a bunch of money from Danica. Yeah. Uh, she that basically is, doubled what she promised you. That is what I have total. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll give ten gold to to the bard. All right. Wow, that's a big tip. All right. On uh, anything else tonight before everybody goes to bed? Yeah. Um, okay, so if everybody's doing the cuddle pile again, I think Corey will wait till everybody's kind of asleep um, and move, get up and, and move into the room that was originally uh, hers and Lydia's that's empty. And um, she'll enter it and uh, do these rooms have like a desk or anything like that? Yes. Okay. Um she will um 
she she will take out the shardlin that she has and place it on the desk um, and kind of think back on what the uh, soothsayer said about how it uh, takes whatever magic and smear it. And I, I think what she will do um, is take one of the pieces, like hesitantly uh, take one of like with her bare hand uh, and she will place it on her palm and close uh, her other palm over it and try to... <coughs> Would she be able to control how much of a... Because she's just trying to imbue it with some magic, but all okay. she has, is, all I have is attack magic and comprehend language. Like, could uh, we'll go with lightning because it's been like a theme. But uh, kind of right. like the um, the strength of it, so it doesn't actually hit anything. Kind of just sparks between her hands and into the. Um, so, crystal. so you're trying to put magic into the shardolin. Yes. It, it, to what end? Like, you want to store a spell in it, or you're no. trying to enchant it, or uh, are you doing an experiment? She's doing an experiment. She's trying to see uh, what the, uh, the stone will do when it is uh, impregnated with magic to a okay. certain extent. All right, give me an arcana check. Arcana check, 19. All right, um, like a sponge, um, the Shardolin just, um, absorbs the magic that you put into it uh and you see fractals of light just sort of uh skitter through it like a like a spider web or a lightning bolt uh and it glows briefly um but given given no direction given no structure to mm -hmm. latch onto, um it eventually begins to dissipate uh kind of like how you take those glow in the dark stars and mm -hmm. you have to impregnate them with light then they eventually fade mm -hmm. uh the same thing happens So, would uh, she have an idea that to retain the magic that is imbued into this object, would they need a specific uh, sort of enchantment or glyph or sigil or? Um, yes, essentially. Um, you, you basically need to give it some sort of instruction. Like, uh, give it, um, like pouring metal into a mold um you you essentially need to give it a form to follow um <laughs> he does this every time you're you're only now noticing <clears throat> come here big boy uh so yes um you could you could i i could say that like you could eventually get to the point where you are able to take shards of shardlin and inscribe them the way that you would a scroll. Uh, and then mm. like anybody would be able to like cast that spell through that piece of shardlin. Um, is that something that she could experiment with through the night? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Corey just like yeah. has like little jeweler's tools and yeah. like some so, like li li little like um, yeah. tweezers and uh, and such. 
She has uh, spectacles that have like that, uh, like triple, like <laughs> uh, several eye. lenses. Yeah, the jeweler's lenses. Like, lens. Yeah, the jeweler's like, lens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're like and, the toy uh, man in Toy Story too. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, there's a there's a montage of Corey messing around with Shardolin. Mm-hmm. Hey Corey, how long do you do this? However long it takes her. Because if it's longer than four hours, guess who is up and awake and noticing a friend's missing? I'll let you know when you wake up, Hart. <laughs> okay! That's a threat if I've ever heard one. I'll let you know when you wake up, if you wake up. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I assume this type of magic will take time. So if she has to stay up throughout the night, uh, they will. They will stay up throughout the night. All right. Uh, Kaori settles in to get to work. Uh, Meanwhile, Hart, you have a dream where you unmistakably see the inside of Town Hall. I'm sorry. Am I not paying immediate attention to you? Rude. Um, It is the inside of Town Hall. Uh, You see a... um, You see a shadow go across the floor. Several of them, in fact. uh, All together, moving as one uh, in the way that a pack does. Uh, Something is hunting in here. Um, You see... uh, I'm going to say, like, the camera is moving very low to the ground. Uh, You can hear the sound of claws skittering along the floor. Um... Your instincts tell you, wolf, wolf pack, they're hunting. Uh, And it very, like, very quickly, the camera moves along the floor and you see off uh, in the distance um, a figure just kind of walking along. Uh, And then this figure turns around uh, and uh, almost gives a cry um, and then it falls down. Uh, It's a person holding a, a staff of some sort. Um, and you hear growling and gnashing of teeth, uh, yipping and barking. Um, and you look up and you can see a wolf kind of hop up on top of the cauldron and give a sniff at it uh, and kind of growl to the other wolves in a way that uh, shows that they're talking. Uh, and you see another wolf look up and it has... Um, a staff in its hands and a gnarled uh, like oaken branch. It is a very distinct staff. It is the staff of Enric and it snaps it in two in its teeth and you wake up. It's the middle of the night. Hart is sweating. Uh, Has he seen Enric? Does he know Enric's cane by sight? Yes. Okay. Certainly. You you were there when Lydia and Lucas went, oh my goodness, why is our dad here? Our dad! He's like, ah, important NPC. Like, the question marks have filled in and it is now an actual name. Um, I think Hart will look around and just, like, check to see if there are more wolves in this room uh, than there need to be. Snowball is fine. Just, um, just the one. Uh, Snowball wakes with a start as you do and is kind of like wagging his tail like slowly and like 
trying to lick at your face like you okay there buddy Hart will just reach into his pocket and give Snowball a berry um and I think he is like he's gonna try and process what he just saw but he's also gonna like look or like again in looking around the room he notices that Kawari is gone or he's in the corner working on things. No, she's in a separate room. She's in a separate in room. In a separate room? Yeah, yeah. okay. So Corey's different. Uh, in a, yeah. It was, it was I that killed Henrik. <laughs> My God. I am the wolf. Um, yeah, I you think. You wolf in sheep's clothing, if you will. <laughs> uh, I think Hart. Hart doesn't know where Kawari is. So I think he just, like, kind of says it quietly. Uh, and then if he can't, like, if she doesn't respond from him, just, Quarry! Quarry! Uh, if you're in another room outside of this one, I highly doubt that you will wake up, that you will recognize that. Um, but then he's going to use ritual cast uh detect animal or uh ritual cast speak with animals on any friends in the walls uh and see if any mice or who else will help him find uh where his friend went because he's Absolutely. nervous after a dream about wolves you can disney princess the shit out of this and have uh the mice lead you to kawari um the like the longer you are awake um and uh the entire time that you're walking down the hallway um it and like hearing the little scrit scrit of uh little mice paws uh walking along the floorboards reminding you of your, those wolves you become more and more convinced that there is an immediate danger at town hall yeah i think heart is Hart would knock on the, like, uh, just wrap his staff on the, on the door that, of the room that Kawari's in. Mm -hmm. Just, Kawari, I had a bad dream, but the bad dream's happening now. You hear what? Uh, and some shuffling, uh, she will kind of, like, put everything, like, slide everything into, like, a case and put it in her bag. And she opens the door, and it's Kawari, like, Usually she'll sleep in some sort of covering because it's cold, even though it doesn't bother her anyway. We got there. Uh, but she's just wearing like uh, a sleeveless like tunic shirt, uh, standing, and she has a very concerned uh, look on her face. What do you mean? What dream? What happened? I was while I was resting. I had a dream. There was a bunch of wolves, and one of the wolves had the had 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 uh, Lydia and Lucas's dad's staff in its mouth, and then it gave like a on it. And then the other wolves were like trying to like take away Where? the cauldron or something. It's in town okay, hall. Look at look, town hall. Okay, come on. And she will uh, take Hart uh, by the hand and drag him to the other room and open the door very loudly. Two of you, get up, we're leaving. Wait, what, what's going on? Town hall right now. Okay. Okay, let's go. Quarry knows how real heart streams are. Yeah, and Hart just says into the room, um, the bad dream is happening now. I, I, what? Sorry. 
okay, let's let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Lydia will like grab her bag and then hop on Snowball's back. Um and just kind of like, go. like Terminator running <laughs> through the <laughs> through the uh city. We ride. She's feeling like a, a shirt. Like she didn't put on like any like I think she would have hastily put on like her armor, but it's like metal on skin at the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, you guys go sprinting off to the town hall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, small panicked noises coming from Lydia as you go. <laughs> um, you rush uh, in. Um, looking, I, I imagine, Hart, you probably look outside uh, at the snow looking for any sort of like paw prints. Um, you see none. Uh, however, there is an axe beak that's uh, tied up outside of town hall. That seems to be unusual. Yeah, Hart is... Has it been 10 minutes since he cast uh, Speak With Animals? Uh, I'd say no. You probably would have... I feel like you guys got out of the house pretty quickly. Okay. You're running know, towards the end of it. I didn't know how long it had taken for my mice to find Kuori. Um, Not long at all. They they already knew where she was. They keep, they keep tabs. Yeah, they're mice. Uh, so I feel like... Uh, Heart will just, like, as they're running, just call out to the axe beak, where is your writer? Uh, inside the building. <laughs> Where else would he be? Yeah. Hurrah! Mm -hmm. Hurrah! Uh, while the others are, like, running into the building, I think mm -hmm. Hart is going to... I don't think he actually has anything that's sharp, but if he's able to um, untie the axe beak, he will. Okay. And just, like, tell it to go. <laughs> Why? Because it's riders. Because the uh, because there are wolves inside. Oh shit! He doesn't want to see any wolves. No. Why would he's he? Suppo he's supposed to stick around for his rider, but damn. Okay. <laughs> bye. Wolves are showing up. <laughs> Runs off. Axe beaks are fast. All right. Um. So Hart will be like trailing up the rear while everybody else is like getting their first insides. Where is everybody going first uh, off when you go into the hall? What, what's it, your, what's in your mind? What's your, what's Hart, the first place you'd go? Hart mentioned the cauldron. Yes. Uh, so assuming they know where the cauldron is because they were told because it's technically their property at the moment, uh, yes. Corey will be heading there. Okay. Lydia will be following in like quick succession and as she jumps off of Snowball's back, she'll, her hand will linger a moment on um, Lucas's shoulder. And again, that silvery, magic um and cast vigilance bless a vigilant blessing on him so he has advantage on any initiative rolls okay um as you run in um you can hear banging and shouting from uh deeper within the hall uh and as you get closer um the shouting becomes more clear um and it's things like you'll never get away with this mm -hmm. is it our dad's voice it's not it's the speaker. Okay. okay. Uh, charging straight ahead. Straight yeah. to that voice, yeah. All right. Um, you come around a corner 
and uh, you see uh, two fellas are laden uh, trying to carry the uh, cauldron and the other guy is kind of like directing them and also saying uh, like, be quick, we'll have to come back for the Shardolin. Uh, and he turns around and he sees you guys. Uh, Lucas, um, you see a telltale tattoo of a winged snake on his forearm. Uh, and he kind of raises his <laughs> eyebrows. Um, and he says, like he, he reaches for a, uh, a mace at his side. Um, and he says mm. to, the, to the other guys, drop it. And you hear a clang as the uh, cauldron like hits the floor. Uh, and he says, Listen, I know we had orders not to hurt any or not to kill anybody, but for Lucas Malian, we'll make an exception. <laughs> and uh, the other two guys start drawing maces as well. It's time to roll initiative. Uh, Lucas just yells, "Good luck!" Oh, you've advantage. Don't forget. I shit was, you, not oh. a natural twenty. Blop, 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 blop. Yes. Uh, non-natural 21. Well, of course it's not natural, but 21. <laughs> Plus one, 21. Yeah. Me and Lucas are on high alert, man. So Lucas and Kaori both got 21s. Yeah. All right. What did I get from Hart? Modified 20. Modified 20. And from Lydia? 12. 12 for Lydia. Cuckoo. Um, so uh, what this place looks like is that you're standing on um, a balcony um, that is overlooking a, uh, a statue of a demon. Uh, I mentioned this in passing to Kawari before, um, but this is the figurehead to a ship that has been moved here. Uh, and you recognize that it was made of Shardolin. And that's down uh, at, on the bottom floor. Um, you are standing on a balcony kind of overlooking that. This balcony rings the uh, interior of Town Hall. Um, and like basically the you guys are facing off and there's also a cauldron there. Sort range. Lucas, you're at the top of the initiative. And this is the speaker in the room visible? Speaker is not in the room, but you can hear his voice uh, from the direction of the prisons. Okay. Okay, so they just locked him up. Okay. Um, Lucas's eyes are going to flash blue and he's going to cast fairy fire on them. So they all need to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. I beat 13. Good thing I have so many guys. <laughs> uh dexterity these guys are not very dexterous uh one gets a seven one gets a four one gets a 14 so one of them one of them passes all right uh and this is a half damage on a save sort of situation right uh no fairy fire no, is just fire. advantage okay. yeah right, advantage right, right. on attacks against them all right so two guys get fairy fire on them so advantage against them Yes, Frank. Yeah, it's very Frankie. exciting. Fuck yeah. Corey, you're next. Okay. Um, you, with a flick of her wrist, you see lightning crackle through her tattoos one mo once more and coalesce in her hand as a sword appears in her hands. Um, 
and uh, they are going to do, 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 do. fuck it. They are going to the guy that seems to be in charge. They are actually going to uh, cast a chromatic orb at them. Ooh, dang. That's another deck save, right? Uh, or is that an attack? No, I have to roll to hit. All right, go for it. Um, if it's one of the guys that got very fired, you have advantage. Okay. I'll say it is. Okay. Uh, natural 20, my dude. Oh, hell yeah. It was a natural 20 and a 5. I yes. love it. Let's see some damage for that. Okay. Oh, very um, fire is such a good spell. Yeah, it is. It is. Um. Ooh, okay. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm doing math. Do you want me to roll twice or just double my roll twice? Roll twice. Okay, so yep. that's going to be. 26 points. I'm going to say acid damage. Owie. Um, and then uh, what she's going to do is actually um, use um, her action surge. So as you see the sword appear on in her hand at one moment through uh, almost like coalescing lightning with the other hand, a sickly green orb is going to um, appear as she throws it at this uh, person. And while the orb is making its way to this person and hitting it and splashing it in acid, uh, she's going to run and slash at them with uh, her sword. All right. And I believe I have advantage on this one. She has advantage on, yeah. Uh, it will be 17 plus 5, 22. <clears throat> 22 to hit? Yes. Definitely. And it will be a D8. Uh, I can reroll ones and twos. Perfect. Uh, so that's going to be another seven points of slashing damage, I believe. Yeah. All right. You take this guy out in one go. Basically, uh, you throw that orb of acid at him, and he's still like clutching at his eyes and like trying to get the like the burning stuff off of him. Mm -hmm. uh, and whilst he's still distracted by that, you just run up and like. Mm -hmm like the sword right up into his abdomen uh, and you drop him to the floor dead. Mm -hmm. The other two thugs kind of look at you like, what the hell? That was mean. <laughs> Heart, it's your turn. I'm sorry, Mr. Murderers and Thieves. <laughs> they didn't kill anybody. Um, Yet. <laughs> so Heart was outside the building. Uh, yes. So you'd be, be to towards the... Week. You'd be towards the back of the group, but you see this encounter going down. Okay. Um, 
so there's this encounter and then there was sound like audible sound coming from a different direction uh further on okay like uh behind them okay yeah i think heart is just going to uh just while he's outside uh begin walking into the building as he does uh wow maximi thank you so much for the follow uh heart is going to you came at a good time use his starry form uh he's gonna say burning star as the uh cosmic colors envelop him um he's going to choose chalice so there are two guys that are still standing yes okay so one of them is going to get uh a ranged attack heading towards it does it have fairy fire um at least one of them yes I'm gonna, choose the, I'm, I'm gonna hit the one that has fairy fire or i'm gonna try yeah. and hit also a natural 20 blah 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 Amazing. blah hecky that's great we're quite literally killing it tonight guys hell yeah i think we're killing it uh that is going to be for 15 points of i believe force damage Okay, just want to make sure. Ba, ba, ba. That is radiant damage. Um, and then as my action, I am going to I'll magic missile. I'll use one of my freebie magic missiles. Uh, so I'm gonna use it all on the same guy as well. Uh, and that is going to be for another nine points. Of force damage. Okay. This guy's not looking too great. Anything else for you? Nope, that's gonna be it. <clears throat> All right. Um, that guy that just got hit is um, not a huge fan of what's going on there, but he's going to advance on. Uh... He's gonna advance on Kawari. I imagine Lucas is somewhere behind her. So she's kind of in the way at the moment. Uh, he's going to run up and attack with his mace. Uh, two on the dice. So a six probably isn't going to hit you. Um, and a nine isn't going to hit you either. This guy is having a bad day. Um, so that's the thug Lydia. It's your turn. Uh, so as a cleric one wants to do, as soon as Lydia... Uh, has a moment to collect her thoughts. She immediately looks to see if there's any injured town folk or city guards or anyone that she can see uh, in the room. Give me a perception check. Uh, 22 total. 22 total. That's really good. Um, Looking around the room, um, you can hear very distinctly that there are people yelling from the prisons. it uh, sounds like uh, town, like the, the town speaker's voice as well as a few other voices. Um, you can surmise those to be the rest of the guards. Um, looking down into the, uh, like looking down from the balcony onto the first floor, uh, you see the crumpled figure of a gnome uh, appearing to be unconscious, um, lying at the feet of this uh, carved demonic figurehead. And tied to the figurehead uh, is a woman 
with long white hair that covers her face. Um, she's just kind of got her head down uh, and is not moving. Do I recognize the woman? Um, you never actually saw the white lady. You just kind of heard her whisper into your ear. Um, but you see a person who looks the way that the white lady has been described to you. Uh, how far of a drop is it from the balcony? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I will check real quick to see if I have a quickly accessible note to tell me that, um, because they usually do say these sorts of things. Uh, it does not say how far down it is. I'll say 10 feet. Uh, Lydia jumps immediately over the balcony to the crumpled gnome figure. Okay. Um, and casts Spare the Dying. Okay. You can do that. Is he dead? Or He's just not... unconscious? He is, he is unconscious. So, yes, she will take a moment to stabilize. Um her father's crumpled body. Uh, you take a moment to stabilize Papa. He pops. Um, and she will also yell up to Lucas. Um, not that like, she'll just yell, essentially end them. Uh, and you see this like dark purple energy like flitter, uh, flickering around Lydia angrily. Uh, right. And that'll be it for me. Um, Lydia, as you say that, uh, you hear a sob behind you, uh, and you turn around and you can see that figure that's tied to the figurehead, well, that person tied to the figurehead, uh, their shoulders are shaking with sobs as it appears she has started to cry. Next time, next time, next turn, next turn. I'm out, of, I'm out of actions, lady. I'm out of actions. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Lucas. Um, does an 18 hit you? Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, from the darkness across the balcony, um, a crossbow bolt uh, sprouts from your shoulder. Uh, and it hurts a lot as you take five piercing, no, yes, five piercing damage, and no idea. Oh, there's more, there's more dice. <laughs> uh, eight sneak attack damage. Does he okay. count as like three quarters covered if he's behind Corey? <laughs> Um, this is attacking like parallel from you, like across that opening that uh, I, I mentioned that the balcony is like a big like semicircle mm -hmm. going around. They're on the other side. Okay. Uh, and you look up and you, you see the severe features um, attached to a now like uh, tight like leather suit, like cat suit type uh, thing going on of um, the secretary Prudence. Uh, she's still got like the glasses on and like the gray bun and everything and she's got like a crossbow bolt and she's all like <laughs> get Fox Lucas I knew this bitch wasn't good when she said she didn't like pastries 
All right, so that's her turn. Uh, the other thug is going to get out his crossbow as well, and he's going to try and get Kuwari. Uh, fun fact, uh, thugs have pack tactics. Uh, we can knights in the courtyard about pack tactics. Could you write that down for me, Hart? And when I say Hart, I mean Steven. I don't know. That's the We name are one and the same! <laughs> uh, you can speak to us. Okay. Uh, 22 to hit you, Kaori. That does hit. Awesome. That's going to be five piercing damage. Huh. It tickles like fat. <laughs> <laughs> Spatang! All right, uh, that's the thug. Lucas, it's your turn. Okay, so there's still the two of the people that we originally saw, right? Are they both yes. up? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's then... two. There's two thugs in front of you. There's Prudence across the way, uh, mm -hmm. and then there's that whole scene going on down in the lower level. Okay, um, I'm gonna pull out both short swords and run at the other person that was fairy fired, that hard attacked. Gotcha. And take two swings. Oh, uh, did you roll concentration for getting hit? I did not, but I will now. Uh, I think it's fine. Yeah, if you got more than 10, you're fine. Yep. Cool. Oh, that's, yeah, that's natural 18. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I will take two strikes at the other fairy fired visual first one is a 23 23 hit. hits second one to hit is much less 12 12 will still hit cool uh tell me your damage for each attack individually you might take him out with the first one okay Um, seven damage. Seven damage is going to do it. Yes. Uh, your second attack can be on the other guy. They've got the same uh, stats. Okay. Then again, you were rolling with uh, advantage on the other one. Do you want to roll again? I can re yeah, I can re-roll that. Uh, 17. 17 totally hits. You're good, man. <laughs> oh, and, and a one on the die. Ah. Uh, so one it. damage, one damage for that one. All right. Um, so like you stab the first guy through, and then like turn like in a like spinning go uh, for the other guy, and like you bring your dagger up to get him, uh, and he like brings his mace up to block you, but you kind of nick his hand a little bit. There's blood dripping mm -hmm. down, uh, and he's just growling at you. Um, I like to think that my eyes are still glowing blue from the fairy fire. Hell yeah. Uh, Kuori, it's your turn. Um, how far away is Prudence? Uh, she is, I'll say a good 40 feet away. Okay. Uh... Okay. Uh, no, that won't work. Uh, then, um... Yeah, 40, 45 feet. Yeah, fuck it. She'll magic missile this bitch in the face. Ow. My name is Prudence, and I don't like that. <laughs> Your name is Prudence, and you fucked up. Dice, dice, dice. My god, I only. Oh no, I have to do. I, that is three darts. Level. Uh, okay. 
Eight. Uh, wait, wait, no. Five. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Give me You're a okay. second. Eleven points of damage to her face. Uh, what did you roll to hit? Uh, it's a magic missile. Oh right. Sorry. I know it's weird for me too. I was like, wait, what do I roll? And I was like, nothing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It has it has uh, disrupted the order of operations in my mind. Therefore, I don't know what's going on. All right, anything else for you, Corey? Uh, no, that is all I can do. Uh, but she will move. Uh, she she knows Lucas can handle herself, so they're gonna go and move uh, closer to Prudence. After all right. Magic missileing her face. Heart, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, so Heart is going to enter into the building. There's still white lady chained to the press bar. Yes. Um, yeah, bonus action. He's going to try and, and break the chains that are keeping her there, if possible. Like, throw right. one of his uh, chalice bolts or uh, archer bolts over. Sure thing. That is a 20. Ba, 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 uh, 21 to hit. Okay. That dice is gone forever. Uh, a 10 points of radiant damage. Uh, to the chains? Yeah, to the chains. All right. Yep. That'll definitely, like, and you hear the rattle of those chains hit the floor. Okay. Uh, she keeps her head down. Um, yeah, and Hart will... Does he see Prudence? And it's Prudence, and then, like, there are some other ne'er-do-wells that are up along the ledge with her? Uh, it's Prudence on one side, the ne'er-do-wells on the other side. Gotcha. The ne'er-do-wells are in melee with the rest of your group, and Prudence seems to be, like, hiding behind pillars and moving along with her little uh, crossbow. Okay. There's one um, ne'er-do-well with Lucas and then Prudence, because the other two are dead. Like... Like, if, if this was a setting with guns, she would have one of those little teeny tiny guns that you can stick in your garter. Cool. Question. I'll say it's like a, it's like a fold-up crossbow that she can stick in her garter. So then, um, and there's like a, an expanse between us, right? Like, there's like a dip down into a place. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's where you are now. All right. Awesome. You would have had to jump above. down to... Uh, I'm gonna thorn whip her down here, if oh, possible. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Go for it. Natural fucking twenty. Oh my god! When it matters, <laughs> you guys deliver. Uh, and because Hart is in starry form, normally he like pulls out a little seed, uh, and then like Karama from Yu Yu Hakusho like summons a vine whip to like grab them down. Since he's in star form. It's literally just him raising his hand and making a, like, come hither motion with his hand. But when it happens, there's, like, like one of those, like, uh, heat shimmer effects where it's almost like a tendril just shoots out, lashes around, and then pulls her in. As she has to move ten feet closer to where Hart is, which is down. Uh, yep, from down and her. off. Yep. Uh, uh, we so said it was, like, ten, ten feet up, so a D6 of damage to her. Okay. And heart deals seven points of damage from the thorn whip and piercing. Oy. All right. And is pulled down. So then it would be the additional D6 of fall damage. Yep. Did that. Awesome. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, you hear a thud as she's like uh, dropped onto the floor and then dragged off of the balcony. Uh, she's just like, ah! there she goes. Uh, all right, that's heart. Anything else for you? No, nope, that was action and bonus action. Lydia. Uh, question DM. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a possibility of me attempting to do non-lethal damage with a spell? Uh, we typically don't do it that way, but what's the That's spell? Fair. Oh, I was just gonna, I was just gonna cast like a, a guiding bolt or something at, at, um, Prudence because Lydia very much does not want to kill her. Um, but if she is now down on the ground, um, can I instead just run up and hit her with my mace? Yes. Her non-lethal? Yes. Yes, you can. Beautiful. Okay. Because Lydia does actually own a weapon. <laughs> She's never had to use it before. But she would like to uh, approach Prudence and give her a big old bonk. And try and knock her out. I am into it. It's not a very strong bonk, but it's a bonk nonetheless. Uh, 19 total. All right. That'll definitely hit. Okay. Um, we'll see if this is a strong enough bonk to reach unconscious. Uh, six points of damage. All right. Not quite enough. Okay. And as a bonus action, she will uh, up near where Lucas is. Um, she will summon a spiritual weapon. Which, again, this is the first time you guys have seen this since it's been Doppeldia. Um, so instead of thin silver daggers, um, you do see a softly glowing dark purple mace appear. Um, it's going to take a swing, a swingy swung swing at the last remaining guy. Swing, swing, swung. Press the button, press the button. The spell. Spiritual cast. Okay, plus six. Um, does a 17 hit? A 17 does hit that guy. 1d8 plus four. So six points of damage to that guy. All right. Of um uh radiant damage. Specifically. Okie doke. Um, and then that's, yeah, that's it. Lydia is now standing in front of Prudence. But other than that, we're good. All right. Um, on the lady's turn. Um, Hart, you are standing next to her, um, and you have just cut her free. Um, like, what is, are you, you're still doing Burning Star right now? Yeah. All right. Um, you cut her free and she stands there for a moment. The battle sort of rages around her. Uh, her head starts to, uh, creep upwards, uh, as like she, it's almost as though she's kind of just now noticing what's happening around her. Um, and you can hear, like, I, I I think that your ears kind of like twitch a little bit with each sound. Um, but like you can hear the crick, crack, snip, snap 
of like her each individual vertebra uh aligning in the her spine as her neck straightens um and you kind of glance over at her and where you expect to see a face there is just a skull wreathed in long white hair with a rictus grin uh and that skull's jaw opens up and there is a scream uh everybody needs to make a wisdom save Wait, why did i roll twice that's not um, what i do here i have advantage on wisdom against magic okay does this um, count as that or is this just a uh against magic effects or spells um, or magical just, effects from spells. It just says it against just magic. It just says magic. <laughs> I don't. This. It, I it's assume a, spells. This yeah. isn't a. I don't think this is magic per se. This is a ghost. That's is fair. Is a scary ghost. I had to try. <laughs> okay. Oh, Natural twenty. Natural. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, twenty-one. All right. Seventeen. That's awesome. <laughs> a nine. <laughs> Total? Yeah. Natural? <laughs> no, total. All right. 26 okay. was the total for Lydia, by the way. Awesome. Uh, everybody makes it except for Heart and Ms. Prudence. Um, so let me just roll something real quick. Uh, Heart, you are frightened for the next minute. Um, and doing some quick math in my head. You got a nine, right? Yeah. Okay, you're good. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, you know what these guys yeah, yeah, do yeah. with horrifying visage. Don't be so coy. Looking knights in the courtyard, this one. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, you are frightened for the next minute. However that looks when Burning Star is in charge, you can let me know. Yeah. yeah. I. Oh, maybe there's like... Maybe like heart inside of Burning Star is suddenly aware of what's going on, and there's like a weird, like duality going on there. So, like, technically Burning Star is in charge, but the heart inside him is very scared right there now. There is so like normally it is like you slid the layer mask to a hundred percent. This is opacity at like fifty, where it's you can see Heart's regular personage under this like layer of Starfield. Whereas normally it's just all stars. Right. The the opacity's been turned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see a very scared heart. Um, and he's still being puppeted by Burning Star. So that can't be... That's even more frightening. Okay. Um, so yes, that was her. Um, How much prudence. damage did we take? Uh, no damage. Oh, all right. I'm just frightened. You, that's fine. You are either frightened or you are not. And that is how it goes. Uh, Ms. Prudence on her turn is going to make a run for it um, because she's not a fan of this. This is a bad. This is a bad scene. Uh, it was already bad enough, and now there's a ghost screaming uh, at her. No thanks. Would Lydia get an attack of opportunity? Bonus action disengage. Rogues. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she bonus action disengages and she's going to double move to get the heck out of here. Uh, she uh, goes up the stairs and out. 
so that's Prudence. Uh, the thug on his turn, he saved from his frighten, and he's here to do a goddamn job. Uh, he's going to run up to Lucas and try and bash him up on the head. Uh, that's a 23 to hit uh, on his first attack. That, that will hit. Uh, and a natural one on his second attack. That uh, will not. So you're going to take five bludgeoning damage as he cracks you upside the head, Lucas. Nothing. All right. Uh, nothing else for the thug. Lucas, it's your turn. Kawari on deck. How much of Prudence's movement did she use to before I, lo- I lost she, sight of her? She has moved 60 feet. Um, I imagine that you can actually see her sprinting for the door still. Okay. So she's uh, about, I'd say she's about 40 feet away from you. She's had to do some lateral movement to get up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to take my two slashes on this guy. Um, bonus action, I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike because Fairy Fire doesn't matter anymore because the two people affected are dead. <laughs> yep, this guy's this guy is not Fairy Fire. So, so I can, yes. I'll do my extra dam- extra force damage on this attack. Alright. Well, if it hits. It will. 21 <laughs> to hit. 21 definitely hits. We'll do one at a time this time just in case. Uh, so six slashing damage plus three force damage. All right. Uh, this guy's still pretty fresh. He was at the back of the group. Everybody else took the brunt of, uh, you guys' full fury. Uh, anything else for you, Lucas? Uh, yeah, I'll use my second sword attack on him then. Uh, yes. Uh, natural 19. Totally hits. For four damage. <laughs> All right. That's my turn. Ooh, coo, coo. Uh, this guy is looking pretty bloody. Uh, Kawori, it's your turn with heart on deck. Kawori, it's your turn. With hard on deck. Sorry, I thought I I I forgot I was muted. Um, it's okay. I just didn't see the mute turn off, so I was all like, I don't know if she heard me. Uh, <laughs> mm, uh, how far away is Prudence? About forty feet, you said. Uh, about forty feet. Yes, uh, and you're you're on the same level as her now, so you could turn around and see her running. Last spell slot, chromatic orb at her. Okay. Let's see. Natural 19 for 24. Gonna hit her. Acid. Damage, please. Um... Is going to be that's not a nine because that's a d8, so that cannot be a nine, so it's six. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, wait, I can roll re roll one again. Eh. Well, let's save it to uh, 14 points of acid damage. All right, she goes down. I'd like to think that when you, if anybody looking at Corey's face, it's almost like the frost of her eyes is spreading over her face. 
and down her tattoos and you see little striations of just frost and iciness coming from them just spider webbing from yeah. her eyes down her face mm-hmm. all right cool i like it very scary all right heart it's your turn with lydia on deck um so heart is afraid of said ghost um well he can't move any closer to it right and he's five feet away from this thing yes okay so he's definitely gonna move away okay uh actually now that i thinky uh he does not have to move away okay the creature can move though uh so okay (laughs) He is going to, since it's mostly heart uh, at this point because scurred, he is going to take his staff, raise it up, and then slam it down onto the ground. And he is going to cast Thunder Wave at second level, uh, but then use one of his metamagic feats to change the thunder damage to fire damage instead. So as he strikes against the ground, there is just this, like circle of flames that just like get the fuck away from me uh yeah so then they need to make a constitution saving throw is the unconscious body of my father behind heart right now or in front of him it's in a 15 foot cube originating on me i'm not sure it's pretty it's pretty close i i feel like he'd be within the radius of that that's just one failed death save. He's fine. Actually, I think it's two. No, it's it's only a critical if you hit the target from five feet. If they yes. are taking it from range, it's just one failed death save. Yes. Huh. Yep. The more you know. The more you know. Also, uh, for everybody else who is within that 15-foot cube around me, y'all need to make constitution saves. I feel like Lydia is like um, between Heart and her father. Yeah, I'll roll the dice. Yeah. If it helps, the uh, ghost failed her save. So did I. All right, sweet. So you both, uh, Lydia and the ghost, are going to be taking. Four points of fire damage from a second level thunder wave. That's 3d8, folks. Okay. (laughs) It's really Um, bad. Uh, And if they fail, uh, uh, if they fail, they are pushed 10 feet in uh, away from where I am. Okay. Uh, The ghost kind of flies away from you a little bit, as does uh, Lydia and her father. Okay. Uh, And then for my bonus action, uh, he's... Heart is um, staff in his uh, forward hand, and then he's going to uh, two fingers out, pull like he's firing back a bow, and just archer form uh, and shoot a radiant bolt at this ghost. Gotcha. For 15. Uh, 15 will hit the ghost. Okay. And then ghost takes six points of radiant. All right. Anything else for you? Nope, that's it. That's action bonus. All right, heart 
Uh, that was your turn. So now it is Lydia. Wait, do I repeat? Uh, sorry, do I repeat my saving yes, throw you do for Frightened? Okay. You do repeat your saving throw. Sorry, I meant to tell you that. That is a 14 on the save. 14 saves. Okay. Uh, Burning Star takes control. Ooh. Yep. Um, question. Yes. Mechanics-wise, would I cast Spare the Dying on mm-hmm. good old Pops there. Crispy yep. Crispy yep. Cocoa Pops now. Yep. He was um, he was stabilized right up until that moment. The moment he took da- damage again, he is no longer uh, stabilized. Okay. So Lydia, again, kneels down uh, and wipes some of the, the ash off of her father's face. Um, and as she casts Spare the Dying, what you see is this uh, silvery smoke come out of her wrist and actually like go into uh, his nostrils before he breathes and his chest fills with air and then he stabilizes. Um, And then she's going to take a swing. uh, Her spiritual weapon is going to take a swing at the remaining gentleman up on top of the balcony. Gotcha. Um, Where's my... Uh, So 14. 14 hits. Okay, where's my D8? Where'd I put it? D8 plus four. Six points of damage. Okay. Um, With her purpley glowing mace. This guy is holding on like it's a thing to do. Um, All right. After uh, Lydia, is anything else for you? Uh, She will just like stand as close to her father's unconscious body as possible and like shield him a little bit like actually even like get down on the ground and like shield him yes okay uh distinctly shielding him (laughs) okay um i've got a knights in the courtyard about this uh on the ghost's turn uh she looks over uh and uh she like kind of like takes a few steps over towards the two of you um and you can see like she is floating but she still kind of moves as though like uh in as an echo of the way that she did in life uh she moves towards you but like um she she's floating and and her locomotion doesn't make sense for the for the space that she crosses um she moves uh in your direction and uh, she kind of like tips her head a little bit uh, as though she's trying to like look around you, uh, Lydia, as though you're just kind of an obstacle in her way to get at your father. Um, and then she seems to recognize you. Um, and then she draws closer and closer until her skeletal face is very close to your own. Um, and she says, you don't uh, I need a charisma saving throw. Guessing this isn't magic because I get advantage on those. Nope. Sorry, it's a ghost. <laughs> I know, I know. I just had to double check. I had to double check. Charisma? Yes, please. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, 15 total. 15 makes it. Um, her face grows closer and closer to yours until it phases directly into it. Her body, um, pours itself into yours. 
and there is a contest of wills. Um, she wants to take you for a walk. She wants you to walk up the stairs and out onto the lake until the ice breaks beneath you. And then you shake her off and basically spit her uh, out onto the floor. Uh, she kind of skids her body, uh, wrote, like portions of her body rotates in unnatural ways. Uh, and she lands and looks back up at you like, that was rude. No one is using my body but me from now on. No possession. Not allowed. All right. Uh, that's the ghost. The thug is going to try and hit Lucas get again a couple of times. Uh, that's a 17 on the first attack and a 18 on the other. Both. Okay, Lucas. Um, that is a Oh, brother. <laughs> He's going to be okay. It's fine. He can take one guy, right? Maybe. Um, yeah, that's a six uh, for one and um, a three for the other, as far as damage goes. You good? You good. All right, Lucas, it's your turn. Sure. Um, I still have Zephyr. Well, let me roll concentration on Zephyr Strike, because that's going to really mess up my plans. Oh, good. Natural 17. All right. Uh, There was two strikes. Oh, this was a concentration check on Zephyr Strike. Oh, sorry. Okay, you're good still. And then second one. Yeah, natural 12 plus three. Okay, so I still cannot be hit by opportunity attacks. So I'm going to jump down mm-hmm. next to my dad. Okay. And I'm going to slap him in the face and cast cure wounds. Damn. Okay. And say, uh, uh, you don't get to die until you see how amazing I am. <laughs> All right. He kind of wakes up blearily. And that's my turn. All right. Uh, okay, cool. Awesome. Quarry, your turn. Uh, is, deck. is this ne'er-do-well still up? The ne'er-do-well is indeed still up. Um, her head's going to turn uh, towards this uh, thug and... As they breathe, uh, you see her breath as if it were the temperature had dropped down entirely inside this place. Mm-hmm. Her eyes just frosted over even more so than they usually uh, are. And she's going to uh, look and her this almost white fire um, just um appears throughout her tattoos and coalesces again in her hands almost uh, twirling around her arm and uh she just takes her hand and just flicks it um and um she'll cast firebolt at this man okay roll it does a 13 hit it do okay damage please uh that's a 
default. Let's, where's my defense? Percentile dice is good. Where? Percentile is good enough. Uh, okay, that's a two I can reroll to. Um, uh, that's going to be six points of fire damage. Nice. Exactly um, enough. So you see the fire jut out at this man, but instead of burn marks, this white fire leaves frost and a thin covering of ice over where it just hit, just spidering out of the wound mark. All right. goes down. All right. Uh, Hart, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, Y'all want to talk to Hart about him having antlers, but nobody's talking to Quarry about this shit. Just throwing that out there. Uh, So the only thing that's left is the ghost? Yes. Okay. um, So I pulled out my archer form and I started blasting. I'm going to try and make (laughs) some attacks towards this. Uh, Does a 10 hit the ghost? It does not. Okay. Uh, So that's fine. You would hope, but no. I would hope it would hit the ghost. It did not. Uh, However, what I am going to be doing instead is that I still believe that... Just checking... Sorry for him, Archer. While well, last, you can make a ranged spell attack hurling it. So I'm just going to try and do it again. Okay. Or actually, I think that's actually just a bonus action. No, I can... No, it's just a bonus action. I am going to try... <sighs> and... You know what? I'm going to create a bonfire under this ghost. He needs to make a dexterity save. Oh... I'm just going to do it right behind the ghost, so that way it can't go anywhere except for be in flames. Gotcha. Um, a 19. 19 makes it, uh, so it takes no damage, but there is a bonfire there. And any creature uh, in its space... If it ends its turn there, it has to do the uh, thing again. Any creature that ends its turn in the bonfire can also make the saving throw when it moves into the bonfire space for the first time or ends its turn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Hart just like looks over towards, looks over towards this ghost and like tries to zap it, uh, fails, and then uh, like the burning, uh, like the part that's like the orangish fire coming out uh, of his right eye just sort of like flares up a little bit more and you just see a bonfire ignite underneath this creature. Like there's no pomp, just a little bit of extra flame, it go. Lydia, your turn. Okay, so seeing that uh, Lucas has jumped down and is injured, immediately she will reach her hand out and grab his shoulder. And again, you feel that warm sensation that you now know is Cure Wounds, uh, but she's gonna cast Cure Wounds at second level. Um, So that is... Math. Okay, so plus four, wait, no. Yeah, plus four. Sorry, math hard. Uh, 18 healing points, 18 health points. Uh... I rolled a six and an eight. 
plus four. So, <laughs> um, and she just appreciates it. <laughs> looking really proud. And then the um, purple glowing mace will float down to the ghost and take a swing at it. Um, does a 22 hit the is 22. ghost? A 22 will definitely hit the ghost. It just went double check. Okay, uh, and then 1d8 plus four. And that was good. Six points of damage, ra- radiant damage. Okay. Um, and then that's it for Lydia. Back here. Restarts that possession. Totally does. All right, coming back at you, Lydia. <laughs> uh, I actually, I need you to roll. Which is a shame because I just rolled a natural twenty. Why would why would I do that? <laughs> Wasted it. <laughs> Wasted it. I was too excited. Oh, Laura Bailey, please bless my dice in this time. Natural eighteen plus Ooh. four for twenty-two. You're good. You're good, man. You're good. Actually, hold on. Let me double check and make sure she can't. Uh... Can't target the same creature if Can't. you're immune for 24 hours after it fails. Uh, target is immune. Okay, target is immune. All right, so she's not coming after you. Sorry, I I got too excited. Not gonna lie. Today, let me play my character. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I, I, I am ashamed. Um, in that case, I'll just play Lucas's character. Roll for it, buddy. I say Lucas's character and then Blinkies. And I also mean Matt. Uh, you're muted, by the way, darling. You covering your face? Oh, I know. I didn't say it yet. Um, that's natural one. No! In front of your dad? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Poetic. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. This is when I go out. (laughs) Good thing you just healed me. (laughs) All right. Uh, On the ghost's turn, it's going to stand up. And uh, basically, it it overtakes Lucas. Uh, You see his eyes milk over uh, with this ghostly white. uh, And he begins staggering towards the stairs in these stilted movements. Um, his father stands up, kind of, uh, wipes his nose, which is now bloody, uh, and he rushes up to Lucas, um, kind of stumbling as he does so on his bad leg. He reaches out and grabs him, uh, and he says, all right, get out of my son. And, um, you see him pull, and he casts Dispel Good and, or, uh, Evil and Good on this ghost and just throws it out of him. Be gone, fuck! This bitch empty! Yeet! <laughs> and there he goes. Uh, the ghost f- flies up into the air, uh, kind of looks around at all of you, uh, regards you with that skeletal face, uh, and finally just goes intangible and retreats through the wall. Uh, th- so the, the ghost is gone. The ghost is gone. We are out of uh, combat. 
Lydia will immediately rush up to Lucas and make sure that he is okay. Um, yeah, I'm good. Health-wise, at least. Just make sure you're okay as well, just because, you know, ghostly possession. and. Oh, yeah, he's going to look at uh, his dad and just say we're even, and then walk away. <laughs> Lydia will uh, turn and uh, reach out for her father's hand and uh, when he takes it, cast Cure Wounds at second level mm-hmm. um, okay. and give him uh, 11 more healing points before she will just let go of his hand and walk after Lucas. All right. Um, we are a little bit over time. Um, so say whatever you need to say, um, because we're, we're, we're we need to start wrapping this up. All right. Uh. So the two gnome children have runnest runneth away, mm-hmm. which leaves a galaxy person mm-hmm. and Kawari in the same room as Lucas's dad. Mm-hmm. And I think Hart just like. <laughs> disperses from starry form and just says the bad dream is over and that's it that's all i wanted to have heart say before the end just good for you kid um um gnome dad god (laughs) and rick uh yeah will kind of stagger away um he finds his staff, which has been broken uh, by one of the thugs. Uh, he can explain to you that he was snuck up on. They took his staff from him and knocked him out with it. Um, and uh, he, he will lead Hart and Kawori back to the prisons where you guys can uh, let out Danith Whalen. Um, and you learn that um, evidently, I, I mean, like you've probably figured this out by now, Prudence was a, uh, a double agent and the Zentarum were trying to steal the cauldron. Um, which is very unfortunate. We do not like that that happened. I think if Hart is close to Corey, he can feel like she is, she is cold. She's radiating cold. <laughs> um. Yeah, heart would probably just be like rubbing your back using druid craft to add a little bit of extra heat to it. Jill, pat your head and just say it's okay. The cold never bothered me anyway. Ah, we got there again! (laughs) And with that, let's cut to our gnome children. Are you sure you're okay? I'll be fine. That was a lot. Yeah. I don't think I really understood before you left how much dad affected you. I get it now. And I just... I know you need to follow your own path and be your own hero. But 
You're my big brother. You always will be. I'm so unbelievably proud of you. Uh, Lucas will just hide the video. Just, I, just big bear hug. <laughs> I wanted to wait to give this to you, um, but I think it's probably best if you don't stick around and deal with dad's anger. You don't need to deal with that. And she'll reach into her bag and pull out the items that she purchased, which is a very nice dark emerald green traveling coat and a matching emerald green bandana for Snowball. So I know you have a new adventure to go on and I can't follow you just yet. But this green is really bright, so I'll spot you in the snow. And you better not be a stranger. Oh, we'll see each other soon. You can write letters. I don't know how you'll find me. I don't know where I'm going. But... Just... I'm always going to be really proud of you and no matter what you'll always be my hero I'm glad that you're just getting to become the hero you want to be just wipe away a few tears so no one sees <laughs> Lydia will just hug her brother very tight no go on get out of here and I'll take care of dad kind of used to it at this point. Uh, also, a question for the DM. Um, before all of this happened, um, I was going to ask if I could have gotten two pieces of wood mm -hmm. to uh, carve before we went to bed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for Absolutely. All this. Uh, so I just hand uh, you two pieces of carved wood and say, give these to Corey and Hart and their little wood carvings of them. I'll make sure they get them. And take care of Danica. She can be a little hair-brained sometimes. I'm excited about it. Don't have too much fun without me, though. Oh, well, we are going to have to tell stories every time we meet. Let's make sure that's pretty often, okay? As often as possible. Okay, now get out of here before I cry more. And he will head off. And Lydia will turn around and head back to the group and her father. All right. Um, uh, Lydia walks away from her brother, hoping that they will see again. And uh, Kawori stands uh, coated in frost, uh, heart uh, gripping his staff um, as uh, guards kind of rush around you all and uh, try and take stock of the situation. Uh, and that's where we're going to leave off. Yay! Danae, thank you so much for running this game. I am glad that we were able to, to have such a great session. I know that we all ran a little bit longer tonight, so I apologize for our East Coast fans. Uh, but hey, you know, if you were, you know, on this time zone, it wouldn't be that big. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Just a little bit of PST flexing over here. So, uh, but... 
that's it for our game. Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? My name's Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. You can find me on Twitter at Danae Keener. I've got my schedule there if you want to see every all the places where I am on streams and games and things. DanaeKeener.com. Hi everyone, my name is Satan, uh, or you may know me as Corey, the Goliath Fighter here on Sunday nights. Um, but I also play many other people. Um, on Mondays, I play um, a witch uh, over it with Weed the Tail as we play the Great American Witch at 5 p.m. EST. On Thursdays, you can find me here again playing Luciana, aka Aftershock, in our new mask game. Um, and you can also find me Saturdays over at Valdrian's channel playing Bella, my city elf rogue, as we play Dragon Age. And then right after that at Plot Hunters, uh, Alina, my buff barbarian babe, uh, while we go through the uh, tyranny of dragons. We're just about to go fight Tiamat. So, hey. And uh, Sunday mornings. You can find me at 10 a.m. EST over at Nexus Adventures, DMing for a friend, for a few friends of mine, where I play everybody else in the world. Uh, but that's me. You can also find me on Twitch uh, at Alyssa Vamp as well when I do my art streams where we talk about uh, fun stuff and we listen to some chill music and just doodle together. Um, but yeah, that's me. Hi, I'm Liz Mack. Also a little emotional right now. Uh, but you can find me at LizMac here on Twitch or on Twitter at LizMacD22. Um, you can find me here every Sunday night playing Lydia, our rock gnome cleric. Uh, otherwise, you can check out jabroni.tv for some amazing streamers, including our very own BlinkDog182. Wait, Blink, BlinkDog182. Somewhere. He's, he's on the screen. Uh, <laughs> Um, and other than that, I am also uh, lucky enough to be the community manager of a great gaming studio. You can find out what's going on with our new game, Operation Tango, at Clever Plays on Twitter. Uh, and the demo is out now on Steam. So you should definitely download it and play it and wishlist it because it means a lot. Okay, I love you. I'm going to go cry now. Okay, bye. All right. <laughs> I am also in shock. Hi, I'm Matt or BlinkDog182 on Twitter and Twitch. Um, I stream Thursdays and Sundays, um, six to nine Eastern on Thursdays, one to four Eastern on Sundays. Um, thank you for having me on this channel. It, it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, of course. It was a blast having you. Thanks so much for joining us these last several weeks. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point. Or you can go towards where Anywhere Audiocasts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. But for now, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to post them in the Discord chat to the side or join us on, or the Twitch chat to the side or join us on Discord. The links can be found 
down below or in the chat also off to the side posted regularly throughout the stream so with that i would like to say once again thank you matt for joining us for these last few weeks it was an absolute blast having you on danae thank you so much for running this game and putting up with our bullshit and thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and we'll see all of you guys next time all right everybody Bye bye